0: Surprise, motherfucker. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com.
1: Yo, mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, check one, two, one, two. Mm. Mic check, one, two.
0: We good? All right. It's funny I ain't even like this song when it was out, but the shit feels so appropriate. And I was low key jamming to it in the car about a minute ago, so
1: I did not like this. Anyway, I did not like
0: this when it was out, bro. I don't know cliche, why. Hope was spitting. I loved the whole verses. Cliche, I was that drunk nigga in the love club, and nigga where the ribs away. at, digs at. She say Lovecraft Country, <laughs> Lovecraft Country. Good, yeah. cliches in the dark past to cliches in the dark past. I didn't realize that intro was that long, nigga Thought we was gonna get right into to, Nigga, where the ribs at oh Nigga, well, shut up, ho <laughs> Nigga, Beyonce had her whole song on hove song Nigga Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, familiar voices, right back in the middle of the week. Y'all know your boys, man. This week in culture, episode one sixteen. I guess we title this one sixteen. We ain't, uh, yeah, we ain't gonna do y'all like that, calling out afterthoughts or none. But uh, one sixteen. I am your host, Antwood, aka Trinidad, and aka Mr. Two Pods a week, and I got my dog with me, Jay. What up, though?
1: What up, though, Shaman Jay Johnson, um, podcaster extraordinaire.
0: Hey, hey, and uh, this week in culture, we bring you the long awaited, highly anticipated review of episodes one through three of Lovecraft Country on HBO. Now, this probably won't be a more traditional podcast, we ain't got to get into all the normal shit we get into. We could say that for the next one, yeah. Um, because Mainly because through these first three episodes of Lovecraft, we don't have time to bullshit with nobody else. So,
1: yo, this is going, like, so I'm excited because, like, we get just to talk about a show that we like. Fam. With no. And in, in a show that makes you think, right? Um, I It was funny. I was
0: talking to my girl earlier and she said something that I thought was, like, right on the nail. She said, Lovecraft Country is, like, getting us and Get Out every week. You get an episodic us <laughs> where it's like it's so detailed. It's so cerebral. You got to yeah, yeah. think. And if y'all never listen to our us episode, go back, find that. I don't remember the number, but that's one of our we like just it. craziest <laughs> episodes, bro. You can see um, visually us getting out. Man, man, day. man. You feel me? And, um, you know, obviously we got the Jordan Peel tie in. He's one of the executive producers. We're going to get into that convo we had about Lena a little bit. Uh, later too, the combo about extending credit maybe where it don't deserve, cause I'm seeing a lot of the internets go crazy about Jordan Peele's genius, and I'm like, hold up, Misha Green created the show. Make sure she getting her shine. I don't know how much Jordan had to do with what's happening on the screen outside of his uh, EP credit, but all that to say, we're gonna get into the show. We're gonna talk about episodes one through three. Really try to just build the story that they telling um and and let's just get into it man before we start because we ain't got no blackberry letter when y'all hear that can crack
1: that mean your man back uh so you know i kind of guess how we used to start these joints off on the on the weeklies man like how do you like the show
0: fam i love the show um and and not there aren't you know some areas that might could be improved very very slight it ain't like this shit is it's it's one of them like it's almost perfect as far as my personal entertainment. But I really like the show, man. I like the act. The lead actor, Jonathan, uh I can't think of his name right now. Pardon me, no disrespect. Jonathan Majors. Tick. F- tick, Atticus. He's killing this role, dog. Courtney B. Vance, Detroit's own, killing this role. And then something I said, I'm not a real big fan of Journey Smolet, personally. I Will think she she's liking a lot of shit though. I she don't, but she when liking- she do, I feel like she overacts. Usually to me, and eh, it, it's not a slight. Some of her period pieces are really well. You know, obviously, um, what's the join? that Eve's Bayou was great. Um, but I just I wasn't really her biggest fan. Fam, she's smoking this role, dog. I'm I'm very impressed. Um, but I really liked the show, man. How about you?
1: Um, I do as well. So I got my question. Another follow up to that one. Mm-hmm. When did you realize you loved the show? Which episode? By the end of episode two.
0: Yeah. It was the the very final scene of episode two um, with all four of your main characters. uh, Tick, Letty, Uncle George, and um, I cannot, Montrose, Mm -hmm. uh, played by Michael K. Williams. That scene, and oh, FYI, there will be spoilers. So, because if you ain't seen one through three, you probably want to stop here and watch them before you uh, listen to the rest of this podcast. But that scene when Uncle George dies, everybody's acting was like, it was like another another level of, whoa, they killing this moment right.
1: What's, now. What, what, what's interesting? I, I enjoy the show. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoy not knowing what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, i I don't know what's next. It's an, yeah. it's, a, it's one of those adventure joints, right? So or, yeah. So you don't necessarily know what's next, but it's not written in a very predictable manner. Yeah. I don't. it, it weaves in natural. I mean our blackness in a history with sci-fi. Yeah. This is right this these two of my favorite genres. Mm-hmm. I can get on some sci-fi shit and I can get on my my black folks shit. Um I like the storytelling, yeah. I like the colors, I like the the set photography. Um I like the acting. I like the whole I like
0: everything, right? So it's an anthology series, right? Um for those who don't know, anthology is a radio, television or film series that presents a different story and or a different set of characters every episode, every season, or every segment. Um, The first two episodes are so connected, you might not realize that it's an anthology. The third episode, still connected, but it was so much its own story that it was telling, that's when it first clicked for me like, oh shit, they're not handling this, like how I thought they were gonna approach this.
1: On the third episode, I had to think to myself, is this being is this a story being told? Yeah.
0: Uh, because they was like Is it multiple stories?
1: Yeah, well I told. mean like yeah, yeah. like this is not present time. Or mm-hmm. this is not we we actually in present time and they were just yeah. explaining what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Because it said at this particular time a yeah. woman went in and blah blah. blah. Yeah, this yeah. was day 1. This was day 2. I'm like, "Oh, so this shit has happened already." Yeah. And um we're getting told. Now, I I've, I've seen a lot of conversation online um in the in the Facebook group, but I have not seen anybody say what I have pieced together. I'm sure. I mean, cause because of how you watch television, I'm I'm sure you peeped it too, mm-hmm. but like, yo, this is a giant theme that breaks the whole entire show. And ain't nobody said nothing about it. I haven't seen anybody say it online. Mm-hmm. So we'll get through it and uh, we'll see if y'all peep what I peeped. So
0: Lovecraft country started with H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft is a novelist from like the early 1900s. Um, he wrote horror fiction. That was his genre. Included in it, he literally said, it's horror mixed with weird stuff. That's a quote. Like it's it's horror and weird. So weird this is meant, a real person yeah, outside yeah. of the show. H.P. Lovecraft had, um I can't pronounce the word, but it was basically a word that, Said this is the Lovecraft universe, um, and everything that happens within the Lovecraft universe happens can, in the same. Yeah, and it and it can come from, uh, science fiction. It can be magic. It can be black magic. Um, Did he create the multiverse? No, look, so he he might low key have been. This was in like the twenties and thirties. He was writing this hmm. shit. So and he inspired he from uh from the east coast, from like Rhode Island, New England, somewhere. He inspired Stephen King and and a lot of other writers from over in that area i I
1: don't know about him before this.
0: yeah yeah before i had heard the the word or the name hp lovecraft yeah. i didn't know what he had done i had no familiarity with his work so in 2016 a novelist named matt ruff wrote lovecraft country lovecraft country is basically taking the lovecraft universe that hp lovecraft created and blending it with racism in the United States during Jim Crow. So Matt Ruff took one world and applied it to our world, and basically the horror and the black magic and the bad religion and all that that's that's happening. We're
1: going to focus on what's going on in the universe, but specifically in this country.
0: Yeah, And, and Matt Ruff, shout out to him for taking that, and he basically took it and said the black experience in the United States during Jim Crow, and even now, is a horror and it's not fiction, but I'm putting it in this fictional world. Yeah. So maybe other people can get what we trying to say about what black people dealing with in the U S crazy. Mm-hmm. And then um, Misha green took Lovecraft country book from 2016 and a year later created this show in 2017. And and now we have it here. Um, Misha green, just to give folks a little bit more about her background. So, you know, where she from and what she about, um she not only created this she was a staff writer for Sons of Anarchy. Um that show. One of my favorite shows. Yeah, Fire Show. Um uh that show Heroes which was also a really One of my great shits. show. And then say the tree leader, say the world. She created Underground, Say the
1: Podcast Say the World. I mean, Post the podcast Say the, the world. world.
0: That might be the name. Let me write that down. <laughs> Post the pod- podcast Say the world. world. But um she created the show Underground which came on uh, WGN a few years ago. I never ago. watched it. But yeah, I, I, never, it. I heard great things. Um, I know John Legend was one of the EPs behind that. He got behind it financially. Um, and I heard they put a great story together. She also worked with Johnny Smollett on Underground. She was uh, the lead actress on there. So Misha Green been in her bag for a minute. When you've been writing on Heroes and Sons of Anarchy, your talent level is there.
1: Well, Heroes was something
0: else. Heroes was
1: crazy. It was um,
0: very else. short-lived, but... Then they brought it back. Great show. I had a couple of seasons. It was like four like, seasons. Was it that many? It I thought it was like been. 3. I don't know. I could be wrong as fuck, but um if I am wrong, I got something else to watch. All right, let's see. Heroes had four seasons. 4. So maybe I ain't get familiar with that four seasons, but them first 3 was my shade. And um yeah, man, Misha Green is just she created this show in 2017 and then Jordan Peele got behind it. Um, I think seeing the vision, she was trying to take that book and what that book was right up my alley. Jordan Peele is like, fam, you creating or you're putting the universe from Matt, whatever dog's name was from his book. But this is my universe too. This is what I'm doing. Like
1: get out and us is directly this. So just modern day. So get out and us is 100% in the same universe. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Peele, uh, because I, I watched like a lot of interviews with him and around those two movies yep. there was a bunch of different Easter eggs that he dropped in to let you know that they're in the same universe um it's like some particular cereal that's in both of, it's a whole mm. bunch of stuff and he said yo he he confirmed it with himself like yo I, I dropped because they asked him about all these different um Easter eggs he was like yes yeah, so those are true but there are a lot more so they are definitely in the same yeah uh, in the same universe
0: yeah man so off top, man, let's let's get into I guess let's set the, the premise the, the premise of the show. So it's about Atticus Black. Um oh I just ordered this book, by the way, it got delivered yesterday. So I kind of poked in there today because chapter two of the book is about the Winthrop House which is episode 3 um which we just saw. So I kind of poked around just to kind of see some, you know, maybe similarities, nuances, things that was completely different. I I did learn a few things without completely reading it, but excited to dig into the book as I follow along with the uh with the show. But it's about Atticus Black. Atticus just returned from the war. Um well, well let's start that fir- that first scene.
1: Okay. When he's over there fighting in the mm-hmm, war. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's black and white in the trenches doing the little yep. It's almost like, uh, you know, when the, when, when Watchmen first started, they yeah. had, like, the music in yeah. the background. Cool. And then, like, bits of color kept coming in. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. this is kind of interesting. And then when they've seen the fucking spaceships in there? Yeah. Now, at this particular point, I don't know anything about this show. No. I hadn't seen a commercial. When we mentioned
0: it before episode one aired. We mentioned we yeah. don't know what this show was about.
1: All I heard was somebody mention it. So I'm like, all right, bet I'll, I'll check it out. So I had no idea. So when I saw the fucking aliens, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm thinking like, well, uh, Hitler was actually working with... Anyway, it don't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, But I'm like, yo, this shit is wild. And then the thing came out the sky. And then Jackie Robinson came yeah. through with the baseball bat. And, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck what is the going fuck is on? Yeah. And then he woke up. Yeah.
0: I'm like, oh. Now just again it's gonna be a lot of jumping back and forth did you peep the jackie robinson reference in episode three yes when he's talking to his dad yes. yeah about they yep tale. yep crazy how
1: much you have to pay attention to in this show yeah. dog and um because he was like yo you," it it made me sense why he was daydreaming about yeah that, yeah, yeah right yep. so i'm like oh shit this not no this not no sci-fi shit this nigga was just dreaming like so maybe this is going to be about a regular life and he's going to be dreaming these wild dreams. Or maybe he's going to have like some kind of wild imagination. I had no idea yeah. what this was about. And then we go into like his origin story. Yeah. So. Yeah. So
0: he, he back from the war, he'd been in where Florida, he'd been yeah. living in Florida. Um, but now he's up in Chicago to visit his uh, uncle George and his auntie. And more importantly, look for his dad. Um, his dad wrote him a letter but it was a cryptic letter right so sounded like something was wrong and basically it sounded like yo my dad is somewhere i pinned it to massachusetts in this little arkham or artem whatever and i need help finding my dad this uncle george brother i'm gonna go up here kick with my uncle see what his thoughts are uncle george has a unique perspective because he writes guidebooks um
1: and was what was interesting because before he even made it to Chicago, yeah, yeah, he was the bus broke down when they were leaving Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell they was on some racist shit. So him and old lady, they walked. They walked a while. Yeah, And he said she was like, "Why'd you go to that war in the first place?" Basically, yeah, fighting that white man war. And he like, "Well, I went running from my dad." Yeah, ironically, I'm going back because to search for my, my dad. dad's missing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm which like, All is right, cool. yeah.
0: Um, I'm glad you brought that up too, man, because. How you feel about people going to the military? Black people going to the military. What are your thoughts? It's not for me, Yeah. And we still talking about a day was they still drafting in the 50s? Cuz this is like 1955. It's I'm fairly second. sure. Yeah. Um I'm um, let me google that. Yes, they were. Yeah.
1: When cuz I was just thinking about um draft. I was thinking about uh this oh, is Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is they us. Ain't the, stopped the draft on too. TV. All right,
0: it was 20 more years. Um, 1973. Okay, pardon me for the brain fart. So, back then, we ain't had much of a choice. If you got drafted, if you got selected, it was what it was. Nigga, you was going. So, uh, when she asked him that, why you find that white man's war, anyway, it's kind of like, nigga, fuck I was but supposed to. But he went. But he went. But he went. But it's still like, he could have also been in a situation where he was told, nigga, like... He don't really, we ain't have a lot of choices back then. And I thought about that because you see that theme coming up a lot, nigga, throughout episodes one through three. We ain't choose a lot of the shit we ended up doing anyway, man. So when he gets to Chicago, gets to Uncle George, uh, Aunt Hippolyta, and their daughter D, he get to their crib. Uncle George makes guidebooks for black people. Um, If you don't know what a guidebook is, Green Book. Yep, They made a whole movie about it. A lot of folks hated on it and didn't go see it, even though it won mad awards and shit. But they looked at it as a white savior movie. Kind of missed the whole point of the movie. But those green books, those guidebooks, told black people where they could safely go during Jim Crow. Where you could travel, where you could drive, where you could eat, where you could sleep, get lodging, any of that shit. Neighborhoods you could live on. Everything you needed to know to survive safely, During Jim Crow, you needed a guidebook. Uncle George made those. Uncle George played by, again, Detroit's own Courtney B. Vance. Off top, even though he's not technically the lead through them first two episodes, Courtney B. Vance led this show for me. Mm -hmm. I I think his character had been the most
1: impactful by far. I didn't realize how much information was in the first five to ten minutes of season one episode one until after the third one i had to go back and re and so when he came in with the letter yeah he said hey i'm looking for my dad the whole yep. nine yards my dad wrote me a letter yeah he say he found um some information about the origin of my mom or something yeah shit. did you see what courtney vance did well what his uncle george he was like when he said, "I found some information about your mom," his eyes parked up. He went to the other side of the room. Yeah, he picked one of the books up. Like, what he what he say? Um, and they dropped little nuggets throughout the first two episodes to let you know
0: why he reacted that way. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, okay, and I I didn't get it at first. I'm thinking yeah. like, yo, this nigga got something to do with his dad missing. Mm, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm. something like, yo, why you because. He didn't see the face, but we saw the yeah. face as an audience. I'm like, so you're showing us this yeah. for a reason. there's something behind it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I thought that was interesting, and then it kind of seemed when he said, "Yo, it's an Arkham," which mm-hmm. was the name of the, one of the places on one of the books. Yeah. And he was like, "Yo." Don't go there. And he's like, give me that letter. And went under the yeah. under the thing and so I'm like, yo, this nigga really don't want him to find that. Yeah. But it really did say Artem. Right. I'm yeah. Like,
0: so he misread. So another um another thing that you gotta point out about uh Tick, Atticus, his character, he's a a nerd. It's sci-fi nerd. And Arkham and Artem, he mistook Arkham based on something he knew about from some sci-fi yeah. book. And thought he saw Arkham, but it actually said Artem, and it was a spot in Massachusetts. Um, no better. <laughs> that was it. Wasn't no better. It was damn near the same yeah. what he thought it was. But it was a place in Massachusetts, uh, a city that was so unknown at this point, it's not on the map. You had to like know what used to be there to realize where it was yeah. even at.
1: It's not like on the um, the safe map. Yeah, 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 it ain't on the guidebook. Yeah, you can't find it. So I'm trying to also thinking like, yo, at this particular time, does everybody? It's like half and half. Some of y'all know it's like magic and shit out there yeah. and the other half don't like, so I wonder like what's the general consensus Yeah. because they got maps like yo over here. It got the creepers over yep. here. They got the, the insert here. And I'm like, I want to know like, what does everybody else know real quick? Random don't have shit to do with nothing, but she just hit me and I'm
0: glad she did. Cause she hit me yesterday. Um, So a friend of mine told me to let you know, she hit you up about some headshots in the check your DM. I'm gonna give you her gram after, just so you can know. But I wanted to throw it out there while I was on my okay, mind. Okay, cool. Um and then she told me to tell you something else. But I'm not gonna say yeah, that oh on shit. the I'm not gonna say that on the pod. <laughs> the other kind never, of headshots. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of Sorry, like, no, let me stop. Which one of y'all? Oh, I forgot we're going fucking with that nigga right now. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe you gotta pee on her too. Anyway, um, yeah, so I I wanna throw that out there while it was on my mind. But it So the name of that episode, that first episode was Sundown. Yeah. Off top, this is why I wanted to talk about this show. Because it was so many things that I know even if we knew or were aware of, so many people did not know. Yeah. And that's black and white audiences included. Um, Same way a lot of folks didn't know about the guidebooks or the green book, a lot of folks didn't know about Sundown Towns. Yeah. Which is, again, one of the reasons that the guidebooks are created. You also need to know what and where sundown towns are. These are towns where, if you're black or of color, you can't be there legally once the sun goes down. If you are, you are subject to arrest, probably lynching, murder. It's going to happen. Keel. Like, is gonna go down, um, and that's something obviously we saw later in that first episode. We're gonna talk about, uh, because it kind
1: of led to. Did you see the tweet or the post that was passed around that was like, yo, the streetlights? Is this why we was always told to get home before the streetlights come on? Man, people been getting told that since before me and you was ever born, yeah. dog, and
0: and it's a rule because yo, it's safer. It's safer when you're home because when you're out past that streetlight, wooey. Streetlights come on when the sun goes down. Like, come on, dog. Even if that wasn't directly connected, we like it made dangerous.
1: enough sense for me yeah. to be like. Like, that could have been the route. And then as time goes past, no, yeah. that's still the rule of thumb because it's still danger at night. Even yeah. after, quote unquote, after yeah. Jim Crow, mm-hmm. um, it's still dangerous at night depending on what town you're in. Yeah. And guess what? There are those type of towns here in Michigan. Facts. Plenty of them. Don't, don't go up to Howell. Not at all. After sundown,
0: that's that's the sundown town that currently exists
1: which, right here. Which blew my mind. Twenty when I, minutes from the city. It blew my mind when they had a Black Lives Matter taking knee for for George, uh, yeah, for George Floyd, Floyd yeah. situation. I was like, you know, and how I thought it was a setup. I never in my life would have went up there. Bro. And it was all white. I'm like, yo, yeah. shout out to them, yeah, but I'm not wanna, going. I'm not going to find out. <laughs> nah, I don't want to know what the fuck's going on, man. It's but, a lot of it's a lot of um. You know, I'm in the guns and and, yeah, yeah. and and shooting and shit like that. It'd be a lot of different classes and training courses I wanna go to, man, but like they be in areas where I literally do not feel safe going by myself, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, I I'm, I can't do this one by myself. Yeah. I need somebody to yeah. go with me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I literally just don't feel safe. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be out here in the woods with with 14 other people with guns, and they never and I'm gonna be the only white one. I'm, I'm I'm going to be the only one that looks like me out there. Facts. So Facts. That's what we was talking about
0: after the episode yeah. last week. Like, it's something that's big to you, but your, your close homies might not want to spend x amount on that training or that little program and then you go out there by yourself nigga now look what you subject to dog like straight racism potentially Mm -hmm. and it's like "Mm, i'd rather stay home dog so we got um i i got my notes to get a little bit more uh organized so we got tick he there he tell his uncle george yo i got this letter it said that my mom's from arkham um And he said, this is Lovecraft Country. He said it right there in episode one. And then um, when Uncle George pointed out, no, that's Artem. It's located in Devon County, Massachusetts. And I think that that sort of set the stage for the rest of that episode. Because then it's like, all right, where is it at? How do we get there? What's the – grab a guidebook. Now we got to find the – and it's like – during this era, dog, to travel cross-country, they're in Chicago. They got to get to Massachusetts. To tra- travel across country is probably the least safe
1: thing you could do, dog. I mean, Uncle George has explained that he didn't got both his kneecaps beat out mm-hmm. with, with, with baseball bats. Yeah.
0: Um. So Lovecraft Country, which, uh again, comes from H.P. Lovecraft, it's a fictional version of New England which is where H.P. Lovecraft grew up, the creator of all this shit. Um, And this is where he wrote all his short stories. He wrote a million of them. But this time, like a lot of the stories he wrote about took place in Salem. Salem, witch trials, Massachusetts. We know what that is, dog. And there was a lot of references to Salem in episode one. But then there were some additional references. So this being Devon County, Massachusetts. Um, I think it was, I don't know if it was Devon County. It's Devon something, but it's a city in the UK where the last known witches in the UK were hung, like taken a trial, tried, hung.
1: And it was just like the connection was just. Fam, if they had the opportunity to hang people right now, they'll be dead. Oh, 100%. The, the Salem Witch Trials is the worst shit ever. Man. And um, this bitch can, she double joining. She fucking witch. <laughs>
0: i seen a meme earlier today it was like women in the 1930s when they did math and then the next picture was like a ro- like a noose this
1: bitch is and the arithmetic like, devil
0: dog and it was like fam all she knew was math bro Huh. all right but um his uncle told him no it's not arkham it's artem and it's in Devin. and he said um so what's funny uh that's what it is. Devon's County is in UK. So Devon County was made up for the book, but Devon's County is in the UK. And then let's get to it. They set out to go find his dad. They set out to go toward Devon County, to go toward Artem and to find his pops. On the way, we see uh, Letty, mm-hmm. Letitia. Letitia, round away, Southside Chicago girl, take friend. She is friend Um, And she comes along She comes along uh, She's We find out later She got a whole Little backstory She got a backstory time, too
1: I mean it's important But not It wasn't
0: important episode. In this first episode yeah. It In three Definitely But she comes along They set out on the road And they get going It's just the three of them uh, Hippolyta and Dee Stay back While they're on their road trip What were your thoughts like What did you think They was gonna run into I immediately thought What happened at the end Was gonna happen way earlier in the episode, like when they ran into the sheriffs and all that, I thought that was gonna happen sooner. Like I ain't think them niggas was gonna get nowhere. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> like so, I was real life. Like they're not gonna make it. <laughs> this is weird.
1: Um. Well, the interesting thing is because when Tick was trying to look for his dad, he referenced that he left out of town with a white man with a real fast silver car. Yep. And we kept seeing that car. A silver Rolls Royce. Yeah, like, we kept yeah. seeing that car, so I knew something was going on. Long story short, they got stopped by the police. They was looking for something. They got stopped by the police, and they were like, you, nigga, you know, you ever heard of a sundown town? Mm-hmm. And this is Sundown County, and yeah. that was a real intense, you know, are they going to make yeah. it, are they going to not? And they went to the restaurant, um,
0: little diner, pulled up there. On the way to the diner, they saw some dudes on the side of the road White dude, staring at him, kind of looking at him like, yo, nigga, sun up or not, y'all ain't welcome here, dog. We not fucking with- this ain't an integrated city, nigga. Yeah. And um, Uncle George got that old black man pride. He like, fuck it, nigga. We going to this diner right here,
1: pull up. I don't understand it. My pride ain't letting me get killed. No, because like, you didn't got fucked up before. Like You know where this could go. The only reason you're doing your job is because this. Mm-hmm. So- I think the place of the name was supposed to be called Lydia's. When they pulled up, it wasn't called Lydia's no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And Because he's following his guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he went to go double check, right? So, oh girl, uh, Letitia fucking right, uh goes <laughs> and when she come and go to the bathroom, she was like, I saw what you did to Miss Lydia. Yeah. Oh, they're like, Yo, we gotta get yeah. the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, she again.
0: heard the um the Little chef, boy. cashier, whatever, he in there on the phone with his with his manager. Saying, yo, it's some colored folks in here, nigga. And they looking real. They sat right down, brash as fuck. And she overheard that combo. And like you said, heard, nigga, I saw what you did to Miss Lydia, the owner. This was Lydia's. It ain't no
1: more. Now. She knew it was time to get the fuck out. (laughs) I like how they attempt and do drop little hints and facts in a story without making it Lena wise, mm. so after that happened, um, tick looking around, he was like, "Uh, huh, why they paint the White House white again?" Yeah. Well, you know, after the British came through and burned this bitch down in War eighteen twelve, that people forget that happened. Like yeah. America was in a war, we lost that shit. They came over here and they burnt the fucking White House down. Yep. Think about that. Niggas burned down the yeah, house. The white House, the, y'all know, ain't the White House. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, so it was like, so to hide the burns, and then he moved his foot back, and then that's when they got a, a little chase scene. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, but the fact that you explained that the White House was burned down before, and the reason they painted over, and yeah. the reason that it's white is because it hid the the fact that the the building was burned. Should have been burned. Block. Yeah, I like them little small facts. Yeah. Um, that's not the first one. You know, well, that was the first one, but it won't be the last that they didn't drop. Um, so they getting chased by them.
0: Yeah. So the same dudes I was looking at them uh, when they pulled into the town. Now they're the ones chasing them um, and they're trying to get away from them. As they're being chased, we see that same silver Rolls Royce pop back up again. The Rolls Royce gets involved in the chase, basically cuts that car off and causes it to crash.
1: I didn't realize until the second time I watched that shit that the car never touched it. Hmm.
0: Well, yep. I just thought they yeah. The like, car never touched. No, it's all all magic. No. Like I didn't realize it. I yeah, thought yeah,
1: it never fucking touched.
0: Nope. So they get away, um, because of whoever this mysterious silver Rolls Royce driver is, and on the trip, something else that I wanted to point out before we get into what happened after that. On the trip, like, while they're driving, we see a lot of... To your point of them dropping, like, real-life references into this shit. They not just doing it in the story they're telling. They're doing it visually, too. Like, they were dropping, like, almost scene-for-scene Gordon Parks references. Like, photographer Gordon Parks, fucking brilliant black... You can't even call... I feel like photographer ain't even a word... But he had a ton of images right in episode one. Like it was that scene with the uh, the black lady and the little girl coming out of the theater. Mm-hmm. And it was like colored entrance, white entrance. It was another scene where they was outside the little ice cream spot. And it was the colored line, the white line. Like these are Gordon Parks pictures yeah. recreated in this show. I just thought it was dope because they're seeing this as they're driving across the country. And I'm just like, the references is crazy. But anyway, they, they get chased. They get away. The silver car, we don't know who's in it. We don't know why they're helping. We don't even know if they're an enemy or not. We just know that they just got them out of Dodge. And then things is going mm-hmm. right till they realize, all right, sun's getting kind of low. yeah, And we got to make it across a certain line, county lines, before the sun goes
1: down. Because that cop told us. Well, actually, they, they pulled over um, to look for the road. And while him and old girl yeah, was yeah. out there talking, the cop pulled up. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, you know, the sundown town, sundown county. So he let him go to an extent. He was like, "Yo, can well, he I told bust him it?
0: y'all got x amount of minutes yeah. too. y'all got till seven, whatever." And he was like, "Hey, can I bust a U turn on here?" Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't let you, but you know what? Go ahead and hit your U-E, Dog, say you please and thank you. Yeah, made tick say
1: please to him. Tick clearly bigger than you clearly so this is a i'm wondering like yeah. damn, you got it why, why this ain't te- technology shoot this nigga and get the fuck on yeah like take who's gonna know it was you take y'all in the middle of the woods ain't no cameras go off bro like you're an ex-military nigga I'm, you biggest shit like I, I bet niggas was getting killed left and right back in the day because how do you prove what happened yeah, y'all not fingerprint niggas. Like, yeah. how do you how do you prove what Man, happened? It was
0: so easy for the, especially in these small towns. Like big cities, maybe it was some witnesses or something. But in these small towns, where there's heavily wooded areas and all this shit, and roads take you up ten miles of fucking woods,
1: nigga, still to this day, you can die right out here. When I was in South Carolina this summer, I'm thinking, like dog, look all the land on with my grandma. Like, mm-hmm. some shit happened out here. Don't nobody fucking know.
0: Fam, behind my grandma's house, the the trail we used to take to the Candy Lady back in the 80s, early 90s, that trail don't take you through nothing but woods. And when you get to the end of them woods, you hop a gate, and that's the Candy Lady house. For maybe two miles, it's nothing but trees and grass. Animals out there, dead bodies out there, you don't know, nigga. So if they wanted something to happen in Hooper City, Alabama, it was going to happen, dog. So- the cop came, told him, yo, I'm going to give y'all some time. Say please. I'll let you turn around. Y'all can get the fuck out of here. But you got till this time. Seven minutes. Really. Seven minutes to get across this county line. They get in the car. Trying not to speed. Can't speed. Can't speed. Because I speed, he pulled me right over. Because he followed them. I'm going to let y'all hit the U-E, but I'm following you to make sure you across that county line in time. They going, they going. He trying to drive the speed limit. They're in a race with the sun. Literally, they looking at the sun, staring to make sure the shit don't uh, don't go down before they cross the county line, and, and the they barely I'm, make
1: it. I just know that the cop watches perfectly time with the nigga with the sun, <laughs>
0: like in fucking nineteen fifty five, nigga. Like, how y'all niggas set time? You got mad chronograph. Like how how did niggas set solar,
1: time? nigga? How do you set time without a clock,
0: fam? How are you telling me the second or the minute that the sun's going down? Fuck out of here. I'm not with you, bro. I'm not with you. That's the eyeball test. And you can't watch me and watch the sun, nigga. And what, what's the moment that the sun goes down? Like, is it when all the rays are down? How are you? But that's racism, right? That's Jim Crow. That's what that was. Nigga. We not here for logic. We here to try to find a way to lynch you. Say you did something wrong, put you in prison for the rest of your life for some small shit whatever so fortunately they got across the line they made it across county line but now y'all on this nigga's radar and
1: that became the big issue yeah well they they ran into a, a whole bunch of set of cops uh um, they had a uh a, 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 a barricade. little barricade yep so apparently they thought these niggas was some some guys who robbed some shit broken some entering yeah long story short Police do some racist shit. They take them niggas in the in the in the woods, and they bought them. It's it's dark. It was dark. lynch time. We knew what it was. It's dark, dark now. Yeah. And um, I think when Tick called him by his name, he was like, "If you if you were a passer through, like how you know my name?" Yeah. Was are they not supposed to know how to read? Because it was like, yo, can like nigga, it's on your fucking I can look shirt, at your
0: badge, your shirt. Your it name seemed like t- it was yeah. like he
1: didn't want to say I-, I can read. Like mm. I don't know, like. This the like niggas people can read like like. and to the point right when I walked in the studio, uh, you were looking
0: at episode three. The point his man was making, um, when Tick came into the party, we'll get to that episode obviously. But when he came in the party with his uniform on, and he said, "Yeah, we need folks in this neighborhood to see a color man in uniform." Like, you would think, even in that scene with the cops, episode one, that he had throw that out there, like, "Yo, I fought for this country. I just returned from the war." Like, but. None that shit really mattered. So, uh, but yeah, he he. They got at them niggas. They captured them. They got them on bullshit. They got to the county line in time, but it didn't matter. They had to barricade there to snatch some niggas up. Other cops were there to follow with the sheriff. So they take them deep into the woods, take them to a cabin, and we know what's finna go down. Yeah. And then that's when this show got back weird. All the shit that was happening at the Oh beginning. they didn't even get to the cabin. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: They was just in yeah, the woods. Yeah,
0: we in the woods. We in the middle of the woods. They I forgot they went to the cabin on some safety shit. Yeah. Um, this is when it went back to what was happening at the beginning of the episode. Where it went from Rego I know what's happening, to immediate sci fi. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> I was like, yo. I forgot the name of them creatures cause they have a name Um, I read it online but they in the woods they finna kill these boys and, and kill Letty probably was gonna rape Letty like it was a whole bunch of shit finna happen
1: man that motherfucker ripped the nigga head off ripped Finn, the nigga arm off
0: these monsters came up out the ground they giant fucking squid looking you don't knows but they was like vampire like they only come out at night and they came out And they bit one of the fucking sheriff's heads off. They bit the other nigga arm off. They coming out the ground. You don't know what the fuck's happening. So everybody starts running. They run into the cabin.
1: Uncle George falls.
0: Uncle George. Yo, Uncle George is on that white girl shit. Uncle George got two bad knees. Also. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He can't run. Also.
1: (laughs) Like that nigga was icing his knees. That is a fact. He was icing his knees to get in the car and sit down. (laughs) You remember when, uh,
0: rest in peace Kobe. You remember when Kobe like, it's a uh, him on the sideline with ice taped on every limb nigga. like that was uncle george dog um did you think any of them was well i thought i didn't know how they were gonna get out of this situation i'm gonna just say that i didn't know what because again we don't know what the show is about we're watching it live learning that this is some sci-fi wild
1: vampire horror shit turned into some walking dead shit one of the cops they so him and him and old girl get up in the crib um they want to go look uh, the cops shoot in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we coming in this motherfucker? Then yeah. The nigga missing an arm. And, um, excuse me. Somehow they figure out that light um, bothers them and shit. Yeah, yeah, um, one of the niggas start turning, and the other cop don't want to shoot the nigga. Like, yo. Yeah, so the one cop that got his arm bit off started turning into
0: a something. Like, now, again, they on some vampire zombie type shit. So, you get bit. If you don't get killed from the bike, you're gonna turn into uh something, nigga. And it's like they were like, yo, we need to get the the headlights on from the car. We can get these motherfuckers out of here. And they're like, Well, who gonna go back,
1: nigga? Well, He's like, I go. No, you you smart nigga. Yeah. You going gonna try to get out of here. Yeah. And he like, nigga. Ain't we all trying to get out this motherfucking nigga? You're not going to come back. Like, nigga, she may not come back either. Damn, like...
0: The <laughs> fuck? We all can still die in this moment. Like, we... In my life, I still want to live, so... Yeah. Uh, let me go get this fucking car turn the damn headlights on. So, Tick runs off, goes to do that. Motherfuckers is getting killed in the process. Like, all the cops and shit. It's going bad. It ain't looking good for nobody. And then, was that when, uh, what's the name,
1: came through with the whistle? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no, no. Letty came through with the car. Letty came through with the car. Hit the nigga with the yep. car.
0: Um, Ran the shit out, that
1: motherfucker. Pull Unk over in front of the car. Mm-hmm. Threw some, um, threw some uh, what you call them, flares out. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They have Try to have semi-circle. some lights out. Yep. They're like, yo, we just got to make it to, to, to so daylight. daylight. Yeah. And then somebody blew a whistle.
0: And you hear this weird ass whistle. And all the things went back in the ground. And it was like, who the fuck is that? It's the silver fucking Rolls Royce, Yeah. You know? And then they like get to a a, a mansion. They house. go to the mansion. Their car is busted up, by the way, which was important in episode two. They go to the mansion. It's this large ass fucking crib in Artem. They're in Artem now. Um, and they get to the Braithwaite Mansion, whatever the fuck this is. They go knocking the door, and dude opens the door and's like, nigga, we've, we've been, been waiting, waiting for on you, y'all, nigga. like. Thank glad y'all are finally here, nigga. We've been waiting on y'all to get here. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? God. So then we go into episode two. Second episode picked up right around. It was like the next morning. Uncle George got all the books. Uncle George is a reader. So he wakes up, he come out in the hall like, yo, they got every book that I love. Like all my favorite books is in my room. Letty come out in the hall like, yo, they got all these clothes and they fit perfect. Like, I've been in there deciding on what to wear today, nigga. That nigga Tick ain't buying it, man. Tick, like, all right, they got all Uncle George's favorite books. They got clothes that fit Letty like they fucking tailored for her.
1: Y'all said y'all was waiting on me. Nigga, I don't
0: trust what the fuck is going on out here right now. Rightfully so. Letty and George, though, they seem off. They off. They too with the shits. Too excited. It's because... They don't remember nothing that happened that night. So they go, the butler dude come out. He tell them, yo, we got breakfast waiting on y'all. Um, take them down to the little breakfast table or whatever. They go out there. They sit down to eat. And Tick's still standing up. Like, he ain't with none of the shits. He looking around. He trying to tell them what happened. He like, dog, where the fuck's the car? What the fuck happened to our clothes? We was bloody as shit yeah, when we showed he, up there.
1: He told them all that, like,
0: no, nah, nigga, we don't remember none of that shit. He's yeah. like, no, nigga, the car fucked he up. like, y'all man. don't remember the fucking... Things coming off the ground. The sheriffs got killed. They like the sheriffs. Sheriffs, what? like <laughs> nigga, and and they remembered up until that point. The moment that like they remember talking to the sheriff and he was scolding them and telling them to get out of town. They remember nothing that happened after that. So now, tick, no, I right, man, something, something really fucking right. wrong. Um, then the nigga heard a nigga hear the whistle. Same whistle from the night before that saved their ass. So now Tick got to follow that whistle, dog.
1: Where is it coming from? Who is it? So this is one of the times where all up until this point, there's great fucking acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are sitting in scenes like you. Now, this scene right here, this nigga looked like he was really heated. He ran over there. So you got that whistle. Like, yo, nigga, calm down. Because they was
0: walking through the town. Uh. Basically, after breakfast, it was like, all right, let's go for a walk. Try to fucking front like shit is normal. But Tick, in his mind, is trying to figure out what the fuck going on. Where are we for real? Uh, And when he heard that whistle, he snapped on old girl. Now, you in an all-white-ass town in Massachusetts. Can't just go out here snapping on white women in the middle of the day because you heard a whistle. He was like, he ran over there on tip, and they trying to hold him down. Yeah. And uh, this is the lady with the dogs, right? Yeah. yeah. So he go over there. He he trying to figure out, yo, where the fuck you get that whistle? Like, what is that nigga? Da, da, da. Like,
1: who the fuck is you, nigga?
0: She like, fam, I don't know if y'all know who the fuck I am or where y'all at, but I'm a white lady. Y'all black as shit.
1: She was like, we guessed the Mr. Waif White, Rain White, whatever. Yeah, Wraith like, white.
0: white. She like, y'all don't look like they guess, nigga. I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, they big ass mansion over there, all them rich white folk. They don't normally just have black people over there. So who are you? You the sheriff? Yeah. And he like, nah. She like, nah, why why you say that? Oh, nigga, because this is the only fucking building with-
1: This is the only stone building. Stone you know, building
0: ho- here. This got to be the jail, nigga. And she like, yeah, nah, that ain't what this is.
1: But the, the real subtle double entendres, and when she starts talking about- Ain't nothing in here but some bears, you know. We having black bear problems, you know. The yeah. black bears. Oh, she
0: got in her bag with
1: the racism. She was like, you know, the, the, you know the the blacks. Yeah, they don't never know to stay in that lane and always cause. Uncle George even cut into her like, "Nah, I heard
0: brown bears were or grizzlies were a real problem around here." She was like, "Nah, not as bad as the
1: blacks, <laughs> nigga. Like always putting their nose where they don't belong." Yeah, I mean they're smart, but they only smart for like a grit. They only smart for a bear. Like she was. Heavy on the racism, sarcasm, yeah. double entendres. But she was also letting them know, saying where y'all
0: supposed to be. Like, y'all think... And I think for Uncle George and Letty, this is that first month Because they don't have no memory or recollection from the night before. So this is that first, like... Hmm, okay, maybe... It was something to what Tick was saying. Like, this shit sound kind of off, nigga. And it sound real... We're not as welcome here as we thought. So then... Was this when uh, Christina first came up? Christina Braithwaite? Yeah, white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they talked to the black lady, or to the the black lady, the dog lady, um, little sheriff or whatever her title was. And then uh, they leave. They walking back through the woods, and the fucking monsters come out again. Come right out the ground. Oh, shit. We finna die. We just saw these little niggas last night what the fucks finna to happen and then Christina Braithwaite, blind white girl, she the daughter of the owner of that mansion they been in. She pulls up on a horse with that whistle. Blows the whistle, the things go back in the ground. She like, "Yo, my dad's expecting you." Talking to the tape. And we get motherfucking fits. Fits from fucking scandal, nigga. <laughs> um I said where where I know Doug because I ain't watched Scandal. My girl was like that's Fitz. I'm like he was the president.
1: I didn't notice who it was until I I heard his voice. The wig I was, was like very, yo yeah. because I just seen white. I'm like he looked like Clark Kent from the, the CW. Fact, that blonde wig was he was giving you the Lex Luthor vibes in that motherfucking man. But um this whole this whole little portion I really wasn't interested in, to be honest though. Uh, it wasn't as intriguing to me. Um, it,
0: it was some shit in there, like he was having his liver removed so he could feed it to the to the yeah. cult, to the mason, whatever the fuck they group was, the um, sons of Adam. Uh, but we learn this is where we sort of learn what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Basically, episode two, we learn that through his mother and her mother. Tick, Tick's grandmother essentially was raped by the builder of this mansion they've been standing titus braithwaite titus braithwaite created a mason-like organization this Um, nigga got power yeah 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 he got real life powers he out here on some black magic shit um and it's called the sons of adam and trying to basically trying to hone in on his power and take that shit to the next level He burned the original house down or the original mansion or whatever. Um, But he was a slave owner as well. When he was a slave owner, they said he was always friendly. He was known for being nice in quotes to his slaves, meaning he was fucking the women slaves. One of the women who he had sex with and bore a child with was Tick's grandmother. Tick's grandmother had her. She had Tick. Tick is a blood member of the sons of adam like he's a rightful member of the sons of adam
1: Unk was reading their little bylaws in their books yeah and um so they was at this little former dinner and he bossed up on everybody was like hey y'all y'all get the fuck out of here Essentially,
0: yeah. and again to your point Unk gave him a history lesson about the prince hall freemasons um got in there and basically told him why prince hall created his own leg of masonry because he wasn't allowed because he was black and essentially told him niggas yo all y'all ain't blood of Titus Braithwaite. And the only one in here who is blood is my nephew. Um, prior to that, though, prior to that scene where he he bossed up on the niggas, we saw all of them in their rooms. They had got back to the mansion. Tick met the, the father, Christina's father. And when everybody went back to the room, they all faced different horrors, right? Different, like, personal shit that scared them. For tick, they thought was real. Yeah, yeah, they thought it was real, and then all the members of the Sons of Adam were watching through the walls, on some magic shit, on some entertainment.
1: And what they did was they gave them that they fantasy, but then made the fantasy fucked up at the end. Mm Hmm. Um. So this is why I got to talk about my theory. Yeah. Uh, Uncle George is Tick' father. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, and ninety nine percent. I'm gonna go ninety nine. Uh, I didn't get it yet, but when you think about what they gave him, he was reunited with Tick's mother. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm. and then now I went went back when he was looking at all the wallets and the pictures. Yeah, that was always Tick mom. Uh, right before he passed, he mentioned to his father, like, well, his quote unquote father, like, basically, like, don't tell him. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like only.
0: Uncle George and Montrose know yeah. that Montrose
1: isn't Tick's real dad. Um, Like, that's, like, an agreement
0: they had. Like
1: I don't understand why. I don't get it. But which is probably learn. why he was more like a father figure and his father was more like uh, not. Yeah, yeah. His relationship with his dad
0: wasn't great. His relationship with his Uncle George was phenomenal, <laughs> nigga. Like, this is your man. Like, it's... So Uncle George's fantasy—he's reunited with Tick's mother, she, her spirit or whatever comes in there. They slow dance, they talk, they on some real love of my life type shit. Letty's fantasy is Tick. Um, they sitting down. She thinks it's the real Tick. Sitting down, they talking on the bed. They get to kissing after she had a little breakdown or whatever. And Tick about it, the brother, Tick start getting. Tick about to bring the snake out. <laughs> literally literally um which i also thought was a a cool little nod to sons of adam they were talking about adam and eve and the garden the, of eden the, they had a picture yeah with uh, adam with adam the snake. yeah, yeah so. so they get to making out she starts telling him like tick slow down slow down i don't want to go there yet Makes which we sense. learned in episode three why she likes slow down, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there. Tick ain't even, now you know this ain't Tick. If you didn't know before, you know it now because the look in his eyes, he ain't even listen to her.
1: Slow down.
0: He in nigga mode, by the Not way. this one, He had them straight nigga eyes, like, all right, yeah, like, I don't know if you fucking, but I'm fucking. That's how he was looking. We ain't fucking, yeah, but, I'm but I'm fucking. fucking. And that <laughs> nigga pulled the snake out, yeah. literally, unbuttoned his pants, a fucking serpent comes out the nigga's damn pants, It came at your screen. I'm not going to lie. So after episode one, I read that this was a horror sci-fi fantasy. Literally how it was spelled out. When I see horror, this is my favorite genre of anything. I love horror shit, specifically smart horror. It's what drew me to Get Out and Us and really anything Jordan Peele got his name on, because I know it's going to be cerebral and not just obvious some of the graphics in episode two was kind of cheap. Like, the snake was cheesy to me. I didn't really dig it. Like, I thought, I liked the concept of what they was doing, but the execution kind of felt a little cheesy to me. Um, Tick, his fantasy took him back to...
1: B- murdering some girl. The war.
0: <laughs> and he had made mention... Um, something happened. Something happened. So what I put together after a few watches, the girl he's fighting in this scene is the red girl from episode one. That came down from the, you remember that all red girl, mm. the blue one? Yeah. 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 Whatever color she was, purple, whatever. Who the fuck did he call in her? This is her same girl, mm. all three girls, same exact but girl. I'm saying who was he in real life? Who? So we going to find that out. Cause he said after the fight and shit, like something bad happened over there. And then his uncle said, no, no, no. Stop right there. We don't want to, we ain't talking about that. But his uncle cut him off because I don't want to talk about my fantasy, nigga. Cause I can't tell you my fantasy is your, your mama. mama <laughs> I was in there with your mama. So uh, but all all that to say, all three of them have their biggest fantasies turn into really horrific
1: experiences in the room. And But like Tix was like, nigga, she came out the out the closet shooting. Yeah. Like, nigga, is your fantasy just to have a fight to the death with a nigga? Like or it wasn't no Was she somebody did you fall in love with her over there? And then she was
0: the enemy. That's kind of how I looked at it. When I realized she was the same girl he
1: called on some um, five the five blood shit. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Because why the fuck is you calling over the Korea? Jonathan Majors, five bloods, nigga. same nigga. Um, to this
0: point in the show. So then we had an episode where they him and Uncle George get dressed up. They go to the dinner. It's men only. So uh, Letty can't come. They go to the dinner. Uncle George stand up. He give a super stunt. Basically say, my nephew is the only blood member of Titus Braithwaite's lineage. So y'all got to listen to him. He automatically in. Ain't nothing to talk about. These is the bylaws. I read them. I'm an avid reader. I know them. He running shit right now. But the father, the nigga uh, Fitz, his whole purpose was to basically take the blood of Tick take Tick's blood, open up the portal to the garden of Eden and become immortal and take that going to the garden. Basically to do what Titus Braithwaite tried to do a few years ago when he burned the whole shit down. Yeah.
1: So he believes that once he in the garden, even eating, he can create Mm -hmm. like, he think he going to be, he wanna be God. He going to be like on some, um, Dr. Manhattan shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is why they say it has so many similarities with, uh, to a Watchmen. Yeah. And he tried. He set up a whole
0: ritual. They got this nigga Tick tied up, put them together. Um, even, like, kind of flexed their magic a little bit, too. Like, when uh, Tick was telling Christina, like, yo, why don't they remember shit? She, like, that's magic? Like, take that spell off them. Yeah. She took it off them, and you immediately hear them screaming because they jumped
1: right back to the scene. Also, there was one thing we did leave out before What's he that? tied up Tick. Um, they tried after they did the flex, they tried to dip mm-hmm. and they jumped in the whip cause they car. So earlier we
0: found out they car, which was fucked up total was magically fixed. And the Butler said, yeah, it was a little blood in there. But other than that, this how I found it. Yeah, and so they clean the shit up. It looked perfect. It's running normal. So they jumped in the whip. They tried to get out of Dodge. They drive in. They get to the bridge. They going under the bridge, and then they run into a force field. Yeah, smash the car, and then uh, Fitz get out, popping shit. The man. silver Rolls Royce pull up. It's Fitz and uh and Christina his daughter. He talking cash shit too, bro. Shoots old girl nigga shot her dead in the stomach. Letty wasn't even doing shit. Letty was just standing there. That nigga Fitz upped the boy on her and was nigga, like. "Up the
1: blicking like who else you want to
0: tell? And then that nigga was like because you are Titus Braithwaite's blood I'm gonna let you. P- oh all this. They found their dad. They found Montrose yeah. during all this shit. Well, they, um, <laughs> he escaped. <laughs> yeah. Montrose actually found his way underground. Shout out to Misha Green. Um, Shout out to Connie Cristo. His favorite book. Um, he escaped. Yeah, that was a hell of a nod to the Count of Monte Cristo. He escaped. He finds his way out. They find him while he's escaping. And it's like, he literally is like, what the fuck are y'all doing here?
1: Like, he wrote me a letter. Like, motherfucker, I ain't talked to and your dumb ass in two years. Two years. And he was like, but you wrote a letter. He said, I, ain't think I like, didn't think you was going to read it. I ain't think you are going to read this forced letter. Yeah, like,
0: come on. He said, they made me write that. Nigga, I don't even talk like this. And you know I don't talk like they this. They were trying to get me to get you here, nigga. I didn't think you'd be so fucking hype to come get me that you would take all their words and say, oh, he's in distress, nigga. Craig's in trouble. Come quick, nigga. So then they get out of there, they jump in the whip, they hit the force field. Letty get out the car, bow, fit, shoot Letty in the stomach. She laying there dying. Nigga said, yo, because you a Braithwaite, I'm gonna let you pick. Yo daddy, or your uncle. The nigga didn't even pick. He looked at his uncle like on some like, what do I do? Soon as he looked over there, that nigga Fitz said, bow, bow, shot that nigga Uncle George too. I said, oh my God. nigga!" Kidding me. I said, nigga, but I'm like, there's no way they die, right? It's magic. That's, I'm literally thinking like, they're going to bring the back to life.
1: I, I don't know what kind of show this is. You know what I'm saying? HBO will get rid of a main character quick. In a heartbeat, but I'm like. Like Game of Thrones? The yeah, main, the yeah. nigga who it was. I was working at Comcast. HBO rep come out. They gave us all the signage and everything. Yeah. The nigga who was on the cover, yeah. for he dies. Yeah, <laughs> like episode four.
0: Yeah, like it's it's definitely you don't know what's happening right now. But I'm like they gonna wake up and nobody's gonna remember what just happened. That was my thought during this process. But that ain't how it went. Um, they did bring Letty back to life. That nigga Christina magically did her little source. Sorcery thing then brought they, Letty they back.
1: Remember the whole
0: yeah. Letty was in her room and then woke up and had that deep I've been dead breath. Like, oh, what the fuck, nigga? And she said she specifically said, my dad's gonna do this ritual. He want to go to the garden to eat and blah blah blah. Um, he need your blood to open the portal. He, he's gonna bring your uncle George back. She said it. Your uncle George is coming back. Don't worry. So they get this nigga tick. Get him ready for the ritual. All the sons of Adam dudes come back. They all hooded up,
1: Bohemian Grove shit,
0: man. And they get them down there. They tie them up. They start opening the portal. But then when
1: that portal opens, you do this shit. No, I'm no. like, sorry, unk. Nah, no. you not no. about to unk. strap me to like. Yeah, well, granted, y'all niggas don't really got a chance. To,
0: cause, yeah, yeah, because so, huh? y'all don't even tick. Don't understand his potential powers. Yeah,
1: well, he think. Y'all niggas got all this magic that's working on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I got to stay. Yeah. I, we just tried to leave and yeah. we couldn't get through this imaginary. But that's field. my thing. Him
0: being the only blood member of the family, he's probably more powerful than anybody there. But he don't
1: know it. Yeah, we found out. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, he don't get it yet. When the portal opens up, he sees his grandma. The motherfucker who? Fucked with Titus Braithwaite. Like, he sees her in the portal, and she guides him. She essentially gives him the nod that, nigga, you can break this whole shit up. You can fuck this up. And he does just that. He starts fucking focusing his power, focusing his efforts. During this whole thing, Whitey's on the Moon is playing. If y'all don't know, what the episode was called Whitey's on the Moon. It's a poem by Gil Scott Heron. Another fucking brilliant reference in this show, dog. Oh,
1: also... The music in the show was great. The phenomenal. Um, the audio from uh, James Baldwin that they played through during episode one, yep, like, yep. It's 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 yeah.
0: excellent. And the placement of "Whitey's on the Moon" because I knew what the poem was all this time, but I <laughs> didn't know they were going to play it during. And when they played it during the ritual, I was like, "And Whitey's on the my, Moon, man!" Song, 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 song. So the whole purpose of that poem is, yo, black people struggle. In this country financially. We struggle to be able to do anything. And the whole time we struggling. But Elon Musk is going to fucking Mars. Elon's on the moon nigga. Whitey's on the moon. We got homeless people out here. Whitey's on the moon. And he's literally talking about debts he has. And and things he can't do for his family. And for his sisters.
1: People are getting shot by the police. But Whitey's on the moon. Elon Musk is going to fucking Mars. Man. And it's just. It's like.
0: This is one of... If if you're not familiar with Gil Scott Heron's work... Episode could be Mar- uh, Musk on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Musk's on Mars, dog. Um, Gil Scott Heron was in his fucking bag. Pretty much at all times. Uh, the revolution will be televised. That's Gil Scott Heron. Like We almost lost Detroit. Man, man. Like, and shout out to my dog Niles, too, man. Uh, he, he, data Braithwaite, stay out here. Blood lineage, man. But, um... No man, uh this poem was so powerful in this scene because it's a lot happening in the scene. While you're trying to hear the poem, this nigga Tick is getting power. He's breaking shit down. Once he starts getting power, that nigga's sending fucking shots at everybody. Now all the sons of Adam dudes who were lined up in their hoods and shit, now they turn it into stone. They cast it into stone. Fitz, he's the magic he's the owner of this home. He's the only nigga who knows how to... He's the all-powerful. The leader of the Sons of Adam right now. He
1: turns into stone. Cause Tick the real fucking deal? Tick is the real nigga with the real powers. I killed you niggas I didn't even know what I was doing.
0: I didn't even try. That wasn't my intention. I just knew y'all couldn't kill me. And the nigga turns everybody into stone. Once they turn into stone, everybody blows up. And then he starts bringing a fucking mansion down, nigga. And it was like... What the fuck is happening? Like, Earth was shaking. And then his grandma is in the background, still with the portal open, and she's telling him how to get out to safety. Like, she's guiding him. Follow me type shit. So he's going after her. While he doing that, um, Uncle George is in there, still shot with his brother. He in there with Montrose. They talking. They reminiscing on shit from when they was kids about why. uh, He asking Montrose, why you never kept doing art? Like, you was a great fucking artist. You could draw your ass off. What happened? That nigga said, nigga, daddy happened. Nigga caught me down there trying to fucking making signs and doing all the shit I used to do. Nigga beat my ass dog. And I wasn't on that shit no more. And they have in this moment and then they realize nigga, the ground is shaking. Like something's happening bad. Letty realizes it. Everybody gets up to run and get the fuck out the house. And then we shift back over to tick. He's getting away and we start seeing the house is crumbling. Right? So now you realizing, okay, Tick got some real power that he never knew existed. But he don't know how to deal with it. He don't know what to do with it. He don't even know what the fuck is going on right now. He's kind of learning. And he gets away. And then that's when I think I became a really big fan of this show. Yeah. Because that's when we go into that final scene I was referencing. And we get to Letty. He sees Letty running up to him, like they hug. It was just dope, tight embrace. It's like, fam, I thought y'all was dead. He didn't know she had been brought back. Yeah, he had no clue. He hugs her. She crying, and the then it just became. Face. It was a bunch of face acting. Hey, Michael B. Jordan, this is how you face act, my nigga. Hey, my nigga.
1: Um, I watched the the Lion, not the Lion King. Uh, the Black Black Panther. Panther? Yeah. Fam, Michael B. Jordan did a horrible job in this movie. Yo.
0: Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman.
1: Like like I knew it before. This wasn't great. Like I knew it before, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when I watched it this time and I watched this shit like I ain't never watched it before. I'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm low key I stood up most of the movie. I was trying to clean the house, clean my room and shit, but I'm I'm up there standing and jump dancing and shit. like like nigga, yeah. I, I, I've seen this shit like 7 times before. But uh yo Michael B Jordan, he was horrible in that movie. Yeah. He um, felt, he read all his lines. All of it. he usually does. Uh, like, like he, like I, I didn't Michael n- B. Jordan is Papa.
0: <laughs> That's Papa. <laughs> like That's the home, grown. Yo, Papa. bury
1: me in the ancestors. Like I'd have been like, cut Hey, run that. Say that shit back like a, a regular person. I'm not gonna lie. As much as I love
0: that movie, I hated the ancestor line in the theater. Like I didn't like it right sitting right there first time I saw it. People wanted to be impressed by my it. my nigga. Man. I said Lena wrote that, bro. That nigga said, "Yo, bury me with my ancestors." Rather than because they knew death was better yeah, than bondage. They knew death was better than bondage. So bury me with the I said, nigga, because you starting to sound like you can't even read. That's like, how obvious these lines is. Well, used. nigga, you want to die or not? <laughs> you're going to die, nigga. It ain't no way around it. So the end of episode two, the face acting got crazy because when when they saw each other, they embraced. And it was this moment of, oh, my God, you still alive. Like, thank God, because Letty and them looking at this house crumble like Tick's still in there. But then in that very instance, when they realized, all right, we good. She looked at that nigga and kind of shook her head just a little bit. She kind of nodded to the back. Be- so the car that they was in is in the background. And she kind of shifted her head toward the back. Tick looked at her like, that good. She did a little shake. Again, Journey Small Excellent. A, Excellent. acting her ass off. When she did that shake that, nah, Uncle George is not good. That nigga Tick face
1: was fucking. Dog. Like it was at this exact moment I was like, yo, Showtime don't have shit on HBO. There is not another network. Stars, no. No, 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 no. No, no. There is not another network, premium or otherwise, that has had more Emmy nominations than HBO than HBO. Yeah, by far. HBO is the gold fucking standard when it comes to acting. And if you have Michael K. Williams yes. in a series on HBO, that shit is going in the in the category of one of the greatest series ever on HBO or greatest series ever. Let's, Name the ones he's been in that that are in that category, fam. Michael K. Williams, The Wire, clearly. Michael K.
0: Williams, um, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire, Empire Chalky clearly. White. Come on, Michael K. Williams, The Night of. <sighs> Come on, the one season. Nigga, that's my favorite one-season show I've ever seen in my life. Pull that shit back. Bro. My nigga, nigga, it, I really want them to bring back the night of. Just give me one more season, dog. Um, And now Michael K. Williams, Lovecraft Love Country. Country. Come on. When dog. they go get Michael K., you know it's real, nigga. And that's the thing. Shout out to Michael K. Williams. Uh, did you know he was dating Tasha Smith from uh, all the Tyler Perry? Why did I get married? Joining Stalowan? Yeah, they like in a whole ass relationship. Yeah, I didn't know that he she had a twin. Yeah. So I actually met her twin, thought it was her. She told me shit happens all the time. Twin was nice as shit. Everybody who was taking Tasha acting class said she nice as shit. Shout out to all of them. And nigga said Michael K. Williams nice as shit. That nigga is not fucking around with HBO when they come to him with a show. It's either gonna be great or I'm not or I'm not in it. Call me when it's Call me when it's great. Nigga, this is great. And it was this scene that let me know it was great. So when when Letty looks at Tick, lets him know it ain't looking good for Uncle George. They walk toward the car. This is when it went into overdrive with the acting. Like, okay, now you niggas are
1: fooling dog. That nigga chick looked in there. I'm I'm literally I'm listen like I'm literally staring at I'm looking at my TV with the oh shit what's bro what's about to happen I'm I'm concerned I don't know what's going on. Michael K
0: Williams face when they flipped the camera to him. And he holding his brother in that back seat, his dead brother. Man. Nigga. Michael K. Williams looked so fucking. Mind you, nobody said a word in like four minutes, nigga. Then they flipped the camera back to this nigga, Tick. And he lost it, dog.
1: First off, they don't make niggas like Tick no more. Nah. That he's nigga, a 1950s ass yeah, nigga. Dog. He looked like he came straight from the 70s and 60s Like, he this era, bro. Like, they don't make niggas like him, he like a most deaf type of nigga. Yeah. Like, that 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 look the that,
0: face, the nose, the, make he the just look no more, like huh? his perfect casting for this role, bro. But damn I ain't no this nigga can act like this. I saw him uh I know he's in the Five Bloods. He was in The Last Black Man in Did San you like Francisco.
1: Five I still ain't finished the Five Bloods. I'm gonna keep it a whole honey with you. I've watched it three times and ain't finished it. I've honey.
0: not finished it yet. And it's good. It's long. It's really long, bro. And it's, for me, this is me, if you're going to have a long movie,
1: your engagement got to stay up. And it's very difficult to do that. I thought it was wild when they flashbacks from back in the day, they looked exactly the same age. That shit Mm kind of throw me off. Like,
0: yo, is this now or this then? So, which is kind of wild too. Um, going back to Chadwick. Rest in peace to the God. I thought maybe like him being a little smaller, on the flat I thought it was cuz they was flashing back on some like younger him nigga and like uh, okay maybe that's why he Nah. um rest in peace to the guy but uh Jonathan Majors is killing this motherfucking role dog killing and and everybody. this final scene when he finally breaks down outside that car and he, I'm sorry uncle George I'm sorry like nigga I ain't gonna lie so my girl cried the first time we watched it and at first I was trying to front like I ain't get it like why she was crying and shit I was like Come on, man. Your soft ass with the crying and shit, nigga. Emotional ass. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. She left. She went home. I cut it. I cut on HBO and it was, you know, how HBO run it back an hour later and shit. So it's back on. I'm like, nigga, this is one of them shows. You can't watch it once. It's us. It's get out. You can't watch it once. You're going to miss a lot I of shit. I notice something every time. Nigga i cut this shit back on the second time i promise you an hour after i told my girl she was soft for crying i was crying my ass off i ain't even gonna lie bro them niggas broke me the fuck down dog now granted i'm dealing with a lot of shit right now in my real life nigga so i'm just emotional but god damn that was some acting and then they had the leon bridges in the background nigga going crazy that scene was phenomenal dog like and that's when i said i felt bad for his wife
1: Oh man, I felt bad.
0: lighter back at the crib, D she, back at the crib. I
1: kind of feel like, but dude knew he was gonna die though. Mm. For some reason, because he just called like, "Yo, I think you should go with me next time," and then she it was emotion. Like I just and when he when he hugged his daughter, and said, "Yeah, I'll be right back" or something. So I'll be back soon. Like you, that's like famous last words type shit. Yeah, it just yeah. was real. Like yo,
0: at the end of episode two, this was when I said, "Okay, now." I'm anticipating this show. Episode one was really good. I enjoyed it, but niggas who know me, I'm not a sci-fi dude. I'm not an alien, spacey, fantasy dude. So when you give me that, the story around it got to be good enough to keep me. I'm in in sci-fi. Yeah,
1: but not necessarily aliens Mm sci-fi. I'm in sci-fi like um, Doctor Robot. I mean, Mister Robot. Mister Robot USA, phenomenal um, show. Or Westworld. Got you. You know what Got I'm saying? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that's just futuristic, it's futuristic, science fiction, not but necessarily, necessarily otherworldly. I don't like, Aliens was cool, but like, I'm not, yeah. yo, I get to see a fucking alien. That's not really sci-fi. It was really, that was war. I don't, yeah. that was a basic ass story when you threw a fucking alien in that bitch. So,
0: it was also after episode two, uh, one, this one I figured, yeah, I think I love this show. But it was also after episode two that I learned a little bit more about what the plot was going to be. I didn't know this was going to be an anthology series to the point that essentially every episode was going to take on a different form. I also didn't know they said the show Misha Green shaped it after X-Files. If you used to watch X-Files, they had a monster of the week. Every week was a different monster or file that they went off to explore. They said this show is going to be a different, quote, black monster every week, meaning all the horrors blacks face in the United States, we are going to address a different one every fucking week. So now I'm like, what the hell is episode three gonna be about, my nigga? I had no fucking idea what we was in for episode three, dog.
1: That ain't gonna lie, bro. This episode was, three blew my fucking mind. This man. was good TV, though, man. This was this was uh like how I like to say, this was peak television.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. This was. What you look for when you say, I want a show. Like, I want to see a show that's different. I don't want to see the same old, same one, Nigga, it was, so from the beginning of episode three, we start getting gems, nigga. First thing they show before the episode starts, we get some, uh, some words on the screen. It said, in the summer of 1955, a group of Negro men and women moved into a house on the north side of Chicago. Ten days later, three people went missing inside the house, never to be seen again. Then at the bottom, it said pioneering is dangerous.
1: So pioneering. I just saw that for the first time today. Yeah. Because the first time I watch it, I fast forward through the recap and mm. I missed it. I do the same thing. I saw it, but I do that same thing.
0: Did you know what pioneering meant? So for those who didn't.
1: Oh, I shook my head.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. For those who didn't, um, pioneering is dangerous. Pioneering was us trying to integrate. That's it. Just to break it down in the simplest form, us integrating into white communities, white neighborhoods. And you want to be the first.
1: I want to I want to be the first black woman to watch that. Marco Marshall Fields. Marshall
0: Fields. I want to be the first black woman to live on the north side of Chicago and live my goddamn life. So. After we see the the pioneering is dangerous, that whole old part, we see Letty and her sister walking down the street, they on the north side of Chicago and it said day one. Off top, you know something is different about this episode. So this is day one. Letty and her sister coming down the street. Her sister like, where? why are we on this side of town? Where are you taking me? They on the north side. If you know anything about Chicago, north side, nice, always been nice. It's nice on the shy. That's where Kevin went to school. The little super fancy private school. It's nice back in 1955 as well. Um, off GP, when they go on the north side, her sister is visibly like, not comfortable, and she says, "What the fuck are we doing here?" And Letty start telling her like, "Yo, you've done so much for me. You done let me borrow money. You didn't mail me money." She like, "Yeah, I got you out of jail." She like, "Hey, you didn't posted my bill. You did got me out. Um, when my camera was broken, she said, you ain't tell me your camera was broken.' You. Told me that like and she was like, look, point is you done did a whole lot of shit. For her me. brother was mad as her. Could, yeah.
1: Couldn't stay with her and shit.
0: Yeah. So she like, look, you done did a whole lot of shit for me. And because you've done all this stuff for me, I want to do something for you. How would you feel if you never had to pay rent again? She like, Girl, what the fuck is you talking about? And then we see this big ass, old ass, giant ass crib in the background. She say, I bought a house. Fuck you, buy a house. Fuck you, buy a house, nigga. Where you get the money to buy a house? She like, look, don't worry about all that. They got 13 bedrooms. She start talking like Ray J, nigga. I got fucking uh, indoor pool, outdoor pool. Three floors, not including nigga. the basement. Not including the basement, nigga. She like, yo, check out the best part. They got an elevator, nigga take her over to the elevator. She like, damn, this shit was working she yesterday. She walked
1: in, she was like, oh, I see, oh, I see how you bought this
0: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Her sister was like, this is a raggedy motherfucker. Dog. I mean, I knew it was the spooky shit when, the, when you first opened the door and the camera shot they used was the spider. Yeah. You can already see how they,
0: oh, how they is angling some, it. This some
1: goosebumps type shit.
0: But then, uh, they also made mention of... Her sister goes like, um, you know, I don't really know about moving in here. She like, it wasn't but a year ago, they almost had riots over here because a black family moved into this neighborhood, like right across town. Nigga. So what she was referring to was the Trumbull Park race riots. Oh, this shit get deep. So Trumbull Park is a neighborhood on the south side or north side of Chicago. Pardon me. Um, back in the 50s. Uh, they had the Trumbull Park houses, which were a housing project. Before the projects were the project that we think of, nigga, like it was still nice apartment complexes, mm-hmm. basically. So the Trumbull Trumbull Park houses were a nice all white projects on the north side. A lady named Hold on, I got her name, Betty Howard. In 1953, Betty Howard got a loan and got approved. And got permission from the Chicago Housing Authority to move into the Trumbull Park houses. Betty Howard was a light-skinned black woman. But she was so fair-skinned, they thought she was white. So the Chicago Housing Authority only approved her to move over there. So they thought she was a white woman. They ain't know she was a black woman. Which I thought off top, phenomenal casting of Journey Smollett, yeah. a fair-skinned black woman who on her own maybe could pass in a in a in the right light, in the right situation. So Betty Howard, in real life, moved her family in there. And it wasn't until she brought her family that everybody realized she's black and her husband and kids are, too. They moved in in July of 1953 from August to October. They got harassed every day. They throwing they the horn blowing they was doing in this episode they was doing that right outside they uh their apartment building um they was throwing firecrackers letting firecrackers go at their window throwing bricks throwing shit throwing um they was letting flares off they was doing a lot of shit to harass her and her family from August to October Chicago Housing Authority thought that the better fucking plan instead of saying oh shit we fucked up we moved this black lady in this fucking illegal neighborhood legally she can't live over here Instead of saying we fucked up, they said, let's move more black families in here. So they moved more black families into that Trumbull Park area. And from there, it set off race riots in Trumbull Park on the north side. So when Letty's sister said, yo, nigga, a year ago, this shit almost went rough. This is what she's referring to. It got ugly. Just a year ago, so why the fuck would you move in here? but Letty like, nah, I want to turn this shit into a safe haven for colored folks in the middle of the in yeah. the middle of an area that you legally shouldn't live in um something else she mentioned, and I didn't know about this, and they talked about it toward the end of the episode, obviously, but it got mentioned. did you know that did you know what the term realtist was mm. so not a realtor but a realtist no, so black people legally couldn't be realtors back in the day, of course. And they also couldn't sell homes to anyone but other black people. White people legally could not sell black people homes, even licensed realtors. So blacks, if they wanted to get involved in real estate, had to become realtors. And when I saw the word pop up on my closed caption, I didn't I thought I was like, is that a word? You know, me, nigga, realist. I'm like, what the fuck is a realist? And I googled it because I thought did they mistake realtor or realist. And I Googled it and found that out. That's the history of that. You had to be a realist if you were a black person trying to sell homes to other black people. Anyway, long story short, Letty is like, yo, I got this house. Don't worry about where it came from. I'll tell you that later. All I know is I want you to move in. You live here for free, and I'm going to rent all the other rooms in here out. Bet. Next scene, we see all her friends is over there. All these artist friends. And everybody's in there. They moving. They moving couches and pianos and beds. Da-da-da. We see a dude walking down the hallway with his dog. Dog is named Baldwin. Letty called him James. Guess who he is? James Baldwin. Motherfucking Easter eggs all over this episode. Um, It was even a scene. The shit's so Easter egg filled that I start looking for shit that might not even be there. Like she walked past uh, this girl standing in the doorway. The girl's like, Yo, that basement's so big, you can turn that into a dance
1: studio. And I'm like, who the fuck is this, nigga? Like <laughs> Did you peep the um the Malcolm and Martin uh when she having a party? Yeah. And then she said, yo, the he was married to a white woman. Uh, then they made him wear a black woman. I'm like, yo, is that did that happen? Oh,
0: I got the whole history. That's real life shit. Hold up.
1: Let's get into it.
0: No, we here now, buddy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's a scene where uh Letty is after she gets everybody all up to gets the house all up to par, they throw a housewarming party. Um while they're at the housewarming party, Letty's walking around filling everybody cup up with her little punch or whatever. And there's some folks off in the background talking about, "Yo, you heard about that new preacher that's going to lead the movement? What's his name? Martin?" Or no, no, what's his name? Michael? Martin? And he was like, well, he goes, he goes by Michael or by Martin now. So for most folks don't even know that Martin Luther King was actually Michael King. That was his real name. And technically still is his real name. Cause his dad just forged the birth certificate to Martin. When he decided to change his name, he forged Martin's Michaels. So anyway, they like, yeah, um, what's his name? Michael. No, nah, well, he goes by Martin now, he gonna lead the movement. How he you going to lead the movement? He just married that black woman, didn't he? Yeah, but they forced that. He was with a white woman. Let me give you all the history. I got my notes. So in college, he was dating a white woman named Betty Moitz. Betty Moitz. I heard that name before. Only three or four years ago did she ever do an interview. She never did an interview. Everybody knew, but she never did an interview, never talked to the press, never did nothing like that. But literally, she died like couple months after she did her one and only interview ever talking about Dr. King. So, um, she said we were in love, but she knew that he felt like he was jeopardizing his dreams of being a civil rights leader. If he would have married her. So they was in this relationship, but he hesitated on marrying her because he knew this might not be the best look for me. Like it may go ahead. So then Letty what I thought was kind of wild about the scene or kind of dope about the scene when she hears this combo happening where they like, yeah, but they forced him to marry that black woman that I talking about Coretta. Um, Letty goes, why can't he be a leader and like care about black people and still be with a white woman? He can do it. And I think i like,
1: cause I see that question all the time on the internet. It's like, so, so what's the, this, this, the thing with that, right? Yeah. If you're Martin Luther King type, Mm-hmm. And you about integration and about being treated equal, or whatever. Yeah. It makes total sense that you would be with a white woman. Yeah. Because, like, that's literally what you're preaching. Fam, The man says this is, you, is my dream. If, 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 yeah, that little black kids and white kids, yeah. can get it, like, our whole thing is integration. So I can see that. Now, if you're the Martin type, I mean, you're the Malcolm type, and I think we should be separate, then that would be strange to me yeah. afterwards. But, like, no, if you think that, everybody should be integrated the whole nine yards I don't mind because that you own brand yeah if anything like you out of all people you are on brand so what was wild
0: too I started thinking when Letty made her comment like yeah he could still be the leader of the black folks if he with a white woman
1: that's like saying randomly I was thinking about this shit this yeah. morning that's like saying well you can't um, you can't speak up uh about black issues because you're married to a white woman is like saying you can't get mad at a white person for saying nigga because you say nigga
0: yeah i don't like that you know what i'm saying these these are
1: these are two different dynamics that work that work
0: i had this conversation when um when donald glover dropped this is america a couple years ago and donald glover's baby mom is a white woman got two kids i believe with this white woman And I had a lot of friends, men and women, but uh, mostly a lot of women, saying, nigga, how he going to make this song and and make all these references in that video? Like, that shit cool, but nigga, do he really care? He with this white woman. And I'm like, the fuck do that? Do that make anything he's referencing untrue? Like, if so, tell me. But if not, what the fuck are you talking about, dog? Like, I don't think who you're with can dictate the experience you've had in your own skin, Monica. Like and what I thought when when Letty kind of jumped in and said that shit, I looked at her and I looked at her sister. Y'all They're completely different fucking shades of black. Same mom, different dads. And that's where I'm like, hmm. And I noticed in the uh IMDB they have different last names.
1: Cause she said when 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 she said something about her sister, she like, oh, she get it from her daddy.
0: Mm, i missed that yeah. i saw the last name Somebody, thing, She like don't worry that. about my
1: sister such and such she get it from her my mm. sister's really mean but she get it from her daddy
0: okay got you oh i think when she was talking to james she might have said james baldwin mm-hmm. um but all that to say i thought hmm is letty defending martin luther king's being with a white woman because she like nigga my daddy was with a white woman or my dad was a white man or whatever the fuck.
1: Now right. you saw the previews for like what's going to happen in this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It seemed like all them niggas got powers. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. And I was like, well, how the fuck did everybody get powers? Um, so them thinking like, well, if uncle George and Nick her, her, his mom made him. Yeah. And he got special powers. What if both of them had powers? Mm. And then I'm like, mm. Cause I thought that I saw the daughter with powers, then that would make sense. D. Yeah. Because yeah. she from Uncle George got yeah. you, got you. But I also thought I saw the mom with powers. So I don't yeah. I don't know how I don't know how this shit is gonna work.
0: And speaking of them, um, before we even got to the to the housewarming party and all that shit, it's been three weeks since everything that happened in episode two um in artem and uncle george dying and all that so we don't see any of this but uncle george body been brought back they didn't had a funeral um hippolyta the auntie she didn't seen his body saw the bullet hole but she still don't believe what
1: they told because clearly they didn't come back and say yo It's because like tick looks like he lying he looked like he got something to say and he's not saying it
0: and the story that they telling ain't I can't tell you that. I'm with Tick on, or I'm sorry, I'm with Montrose on... I'm
1: not. Nigga, I can't tell you real. that story.
0: She ain't gonna believe that. She would. She ain't gonna believe that. She don't believe what they're telling her, but I don't think she's gonna believe that. But they're telling her, yo, he just got killed, you know, that it happened, the sheriffs, all that shit. It went down. And she like, I don't believe it. So Tick been stand there with Hippolyta and D, but... Hippolyta not really feeling that nigga right now Cause she like it's been a few weeks I feel like you lying to me about my husband getting killed And you doing shit that's starting to irritate me You washing the cup And you put it on the counter Right side up instead of down Upside down so the water could drain nigga Like I just don't like how you doing shit And he even told her like yo The editor called said y'all niggas was About to miss the deadline with the next Guy book She like oh yeah I keep forgetting He like understandably and I told him that she like, look, I'm going to get on it right now. Nigga, Tick, like, I already did it for you. She like, Tick, I ain't I ain't approved that shit. I ain't take a look at it. Like, what the fuck you mean? That nigga like, look, I, I looked at it. It looked good to me. She like, Tick, nigga, I'm kind of ready for you to go, bro. you getting on my nerves just a little bit, dog. So D asked him, like, yo, Tick, later tonight, like, we could put this together, go down to the junkyard, get some scraps.
1: Tick was feeling the vibes.
0: Tick was like, man. I gotta get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, I'm gonna go got something to do tonight. He was like, I can't do it tonight. I ain't gonna stay here, man. I'm gonna get the fuck out of Dodge. Nigga went to go stay with his dad. His dad is over there drunk. Montrose in the crib. Now, Montrose's been kidnapped and missing for however long he was gone, episodes one and two. So we go to his dad apartment. He drunk. He laid out on the floor. Eyes is closed. He he telling that story about him and Uncle George getting saved by the dude with the baseball bat. And he's saying it to himself. And Tick walks in there. Grabs a glass of water. Pours it on him. And finishes the story. And his dad wakes up like. What the fuck are you doing? Again this is the reference back to Jackie Robinson. Being in episode one. And saving Tick. Somebody in Uncle George. And Montrose's life. Saved them with a baseball bat. Uh, in a, a story that Uncle George used to tell Tick all the time. So. He telling Montrose, Yo, Hippolyta, she ain't really, you know. I don't think she believe in that. I'm saying, like, I feel like we should just tell her the truth. Montrose like, niggas, you crazy, like nigga. But,
1: but he said we don't want to tell them that white folks got, got magic.
0: magic too. Yeah, T O O. Yeah, like we don't
1: want to, nigga. You want to tell them white white people got magic too? I thought like we know black people got it, but white, yeah. but like nigga, tell her. Like, what's the what's the? I don't I don't get
0: it. That nigga was like he was he wasn't with it, and Tick was like, mm, "I kind of, I think we should do it," and then them niggas ended up getting into it. They don't had a greatest relationship, and I'm thinking that now it's starting to become because Montrose know like nigga I ain't even your dad like, yeah. I I really don't want to do what you trying to do right now. I'm I'm interested to see how this story plays out. Yeah. So, anyway, just wanted to tell y'all where Tick was coming from. So, now Tick, like, all right, well, Hi- Aunt Hippolyta don't want me over there. My dad don't want me here. It's getting kind of funny around this bitch. Let me go to Letty's crib. Heard she got a new little house on the north side. He go over there. Well, I think he was, he was about to dip. He's about yeah, to go he, back. He had told D he was, or I'm sorry, he had, to, yeah, that was D. He, or he told Letty he was going to Florida. Yeah, and he yeah. went
1: to go or her crib to say goodbye.
0: yeah. But then when he was over there, three white dudes from the neighborhood pulled up, pulled out in the front, had their cars parked, taped some bricks to their horn so they could just lay on the horns all day. And um, that was how, you know, black folks got harassed back in in residential neighborhoods back in the day. So while Tick was there, he goes outside with Letty. They see all this shit. The sister makes a reference. I told you this was going to be Trumbull Park all over again. And then that nigga Tick say, yeah, maybe I should stay for a while. Then we had the uh, the housewarming party. While they at the housewarming party, Tick seen her dancing with another dude. His man come up. He like, yeah, man, you know, glad to, see, glad to see you wear your uniform, man. These white folks need to see a brother in uniform around here, man. Let them know we cool. And then he like, shit, nigga, I see you staring at Letty, man. Like, Man, her used to kick Me Man, her used to get down, nigga. Like, fam. Get the fuck on. And he like, shit, if that's your girl, nigga, you better tell her. Because she dancing on this other nigga like a motherfucker. Which she was being a little disrespectful with it. Because she, she looked at Tick and then started hitting like hella moves and shit. Like they wasn't hip rolling in 1954, fam. So I ain't really like the fuck she had going on. But Tick, being the nigga Tick is, he ain't tripped. He stayed cool, stayed calm. Letty went off to the bathroom. He followed her. I followed you today. While she's in the... Oh, first of all, something we missed, or forgot to mention, but something else that it happened in this scene. That's what made me think about it. So, Letty's first night in the crib, when she woke up that next morning, her cover got snatched off by this monster, monstrous ghost zombie black woman.
1: Missing a bottom jaw. Yeah, a
0: whole bottom jaw ripped out, and she snatched Letty's cover off in her sleep. Letty ain't know what the fuck was going on. She woke up sweating, thought she had a bad dream. Realized something was wrong with the pipes. And it was just like, it seemed very coincidental, but we saw the monster. So then when Letty went off to the bathroom during the housewarming party, it was a monster in there staring at her in the mirror when she was washing her face, washing her hands and shit. But then when she leaned up, all she saw was Tick. Tick was standing in the doorway. He ain't say a word. He just walked in that motherfucker start kissing her. And then they went right at it on the sink. Got it in, raw sex, per usual. We know how TV hit. But when they finished, nigga realized he had a little blood on him. She was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I ain't realize I started my cycle, my bad. He like, don't trip, nigga. I'm with the running red lights. We all good, nigga. I didn't know if I wanted them to have sex. Like, I ain't, because, like, even when, when they was finished doing in her fantasy or whatever, clearly it wasn't tick. But I was just like, I don't want them to go there just yet. Like, we know they have a romance budding and shit, but don't like, I ain't want it to become a sexual thing. You know, I think I'm still reeling from the shy and from power where they
1: misuse sex. At least not like some quick bathroom fuck.
0: Yeah, 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 dog. And it just felt, even though this scene didn't feel like completely gross or completely wrong to me, I still was like, "Mm." yeah, the blood did it for me. The blood kind of took it there for sure. But I was just like, in general, I didn't need them to fuck. Um, at least not this early in the episode. Like I was fine without them having sex, but whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. They fucked. And then they kind of had the little awkward, like, oh shit. So, uh, yeah, see you you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a get with you. I'm gonna get up with you. And then Letty's sister is singing. She putting on, you know, her, she's a singer. She out there performing, doing her thing. While the party's going on, we see a cross is lit on the front lawn. These white neighbors, they write back. They're not going to let you live over here comfortably. It's signs all over the neighborhood that say, um.
1: White community only. Yeah, white community
0: only, uh, all un-whatever. Y'all not welcome, nigga. Um, you keep seeing these white people look out their window blinds and all out. The- so, you know, they're not welcome here. So, while they throwing this party, the white folks come by. They light the damn cross on fire in the middle of the yard. Letty go outside, fed up. She grabbed her baseball bat which I thought was a good nod to the whole baseball bat. Jackie Robinson, 42. She went out there and she busted the windows of all them cars that was sitting out front with the horns blowing and shit. Her sister pulled up, took the bat, took the bat. She dipped off. And then the cops came. Cause what we didn't realize or what you might not have realized when the, uh, when the neighbors was harassing her, the cops drove by smiling like, yeah, nigga, get them black folks out of here. So, the cops was Johnny on the spot when this cross got burned and Letty bust all the windows out the car. They pulled up. They grabbed Letty, threw her in the van, took her for a ride. Why you he take her for a ride? He say, yo, you got a long record. He started going through some of the shit she done did. So now we learning a little bit more about Letty Pass. And um, he said, how the fuck you? Who, who told you to buy that house? The Winthrop house. So what we learned is Horatio Winthrop, is the other founder of the Sons of Adam? It was Titus Braithwaite and Horatio Winthrop. The Winthrop house, so this is something I saw in the book. The Winthrop house in the book belonged to the former owner of the house. It was, so in this episode, his name was uh, Hiram Epstein. Yeah. In the book, it's Hiram Winthrop. Okay. So, Hiram Winthrop in the book is, it's no Horatio Winthrop, it's Hiram Winthrop. Um, so, I don't know why they switched it for the episode, but whatever. Um, so, the cop's like, yo, who told you about a Winthrop house? She don't say nothing. All right, cool. You don't want to talk? Let's fuck you up then. So, he let the driver know, nigga, swerved this bitch all over the place. So, she handcuffed and not in no seatbelt, nigga. So, they swerving. They throwing her all over Dodge. She getting beat up. She hitting her head all over the van and shit. I'm thinking they might try to kill Letty. Nigga. Yeah. I ain't know where they was headed with this scene. I'm going to be honest. But they just roughed her up. Um, Not that that was great, but she started looking into the house because now she like, okay, I've been hearing some weird noises. Um, He told her anything strange happened in your house. She was like, Nah, what you mean? He was like, Well, the last owner of the house, you know, they found eight dead niggers in the basement. She like, what? So she started looking into this shit. Who the fuck is uh, Hiram Epstein? Who the fuck is? the eight black people they found in the basement and she had taken pictures of guests at her party and uh, during her moving she realized every picture she took the face of one of them eight people that died was blended into the pictures that was some spooky shit man. that was spooky as fuck um, what else she learned was Hiram Epstein was a former professor uh, he basically she thought that he tortured people and was trying to do like human experiments and shit. And that's what he, that's what she found. But where she put together when the cop asked her was that she thinks the cops were kidnapping black people from the South side and bringing them over there to the North so he could do his experiments.
1: That makes sense.
0: She's telling tick all of this shit. And then she's like, nigga, It's something strange going on in the house. I got to get a medium. We got to exercise the demons out my damn crib. Oh, we forgot the Emmett Till scene real quick. Just to go back and get at a little bit more combo. During the party, um, Aunt Hippolyta brought D over there and some of her friends. All these folks from the south side. They down in the basement or up in the attic playing uh, on the Ouija board. Have you ever played on the Ouija board? Never. Never have, never will. I, it's certain
1: shit. I just don't fuck with my mom's best friend um, was lived out in Colorado. Uh, they had one in their house. Okay. And the kids without her knowledge, by the way. Yeah. Um, the kids were playing with one in the basement. Mm. And um, one day she came home and uh, I guess in their basement, there was like another kitchen area. Okay. And they had washed the dishes and put everything inside of the cabinets or whatever. Went upstairs, did something came back down. All yeah. the dishes outside of the cabinet. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, no. Nah. So like, yo, that's kind of nah. wild. She didn't know anything. Yeah. Went, so she went to go back upstairs to the kitchen, and the door was locked. And nah. she was like, she thought the kids was playing. She begging on the door. She like, if y'all don't open this fucking door, blah blah blah. Yeah. They come open the door like, like my. The door was open. Yeah. Like she but like, she didn't. Tripping? Yeah. She didn't believe him. It was like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah that wild shit just happened. And then they had to, then they had to tell her what actually happened. Like yeah. Yeah, we was playing with the Ouija board, you know what I'm saying? Over the weekend, She had to get pastors and different things to come out there and bless, them. Come and bless the house. Yeah. I was man. like, yo, and I, I found this out when I was a kid. I'm like, never, I'm never, nah. I'm never fucking doing it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's certain shit that you never have to worry about me ever doing. Um, playing with a Ouija board is one of them. Like, just who? not my ministry, dog.
1: Is it a game? Like, when I say it's a game, like, does yeah. that motherfucker actually move? Or is is it always somebody in on it who's di- actually doing it?
0: From everybody I know who's ever played it, they moved it. But who's really going to tell you, nah, that bitch is moving on its own and you believe it? Because okay? here's the thing. I don't even want to hear about you playing this motherfucker. I'm cool on all that energy, dog. I'm good on the Ouija. So D and her homies is up there and they playing the Ouija in the attic. And uh is D, her homegirl, and two of their boys, all young kids. One of them dressed exactly like Emmett Till. You might not have caught it, but the reference that did it for me was when they said, Okay, Bobo, your turn. Bobo was Emmett Till's nickname. It's what his mom called him. Okay, Bobo, your turn. Immediately, as soon as they said it, I was like, wait a minute. Then I looked at the outfit and noticed the tie. A tie. That tie, it's the black tie with the white stripe down the middle. Same
1: tie from all the pictures you've seen of Emmett Till. You know what's so scary, though? What's that? And I didn't realize that till a couple weeks or months ago is how much um, Tamir Rice looks like. Looks like
0: Emmett Till. I told my girl that That's the other day. It's a
1: scary Because they were
0: big for their age, right? Like, scary. Tamir Rice wasn't a small 12-year-old. He was a big kid. But he had that same, like, jovial, young. I still look. I'm still a child, dog. Like, what happened to me should never have happened, man. It's inhumane to the next level. And rest in peace, Emmett Till, man. It's, uh, I think the anniversary of his death was like the 24th, 25th of August, man. So, the kid playing Emmett, was it's his day, turn.
1: Was that the day this, this episode was dropped?
0: Woo! Hold up. You might be talking about a bar. You might be talking about a bar. So, what was last... What was last Sunday? No, nah, that was the 30th. Yeah, so... A little bit off A few days shy But um, Bobo goes They never called him Emmett Just called him Bobo And he said Okay Am I gonna enjoy my trip? He had an upcoming trip He was going out of town Emmett Till Southside Chicago native Going to Mississippi To visit fam The way they did this Was honestly Creepy as fuck Like in a good way Like I felt What y'all was trying To get me to feel Once I realized What y'all did here um, and he said, am I going to enjoy my trip? And it kind of put me in the moment of maybe what it was like to be Emmett Till before he went to Mississippi. Fam, I'm just a kid having fun with my friends, dog. Looking forward to an end of summer trip. You could imagine this took place in the middle of summer. They was referencing how hot it had been and all that in the episode. So this is probably early August. Around this time, he got a trip coming up.
1: About to be back to
0: school. About to so. be back to school. I'm going to see my family at the end of the month, come back up here, go to school, have a good year. Fam. And when he says it, they got their hands on the Ouija board and it drags the piece over to no. And, dog, when you put all that shit together, nigga, mind blowing, bro. <sighs> I ain't, I, uh, and then, um, they went to the next question, which was, Who's speaking to us right now? Like, what spirit is talking to us right now? And it spelled out, George is dead. Was it George telling y'all that I'm dead? Yeah, that was that got me, though. It, Yeah, man. Because when you realize it spelled out, George is dead, it was like, bro. Y'all not playing with no... Between warning Emmett Till, you are not going to enjoy this trip, to say the least. And then George is dead. Like, these ain't real spirit games being played up in this motherfucker like this is something serious dog and it's dangerous then i just wanted to throw that part in there because the MTL reference was wild and that whole little moment with the board game was wild while they were doing that uh hippolyta was in the like looking for the kids she looked for d walk around the house she noticed while she was up near the attic a door and when she went and looked in there it was some little gold figure thing or whatever i think that's gonna come back up and have something to do with magic that was my thought i i looked up the word for whatever that was it started with an oh can't remember but i think it's gonna have something to do with some magic so maybe us thinking that hippolyta had some powers might come from this here anyway fast forward man um letty is like yo i need to get a medium and get these ghosts out my house like it's something going on i don't understand but i don't like it and she calls over the medium. The medium comes through. She brought a goat. She cut the goat up. She put the blood on them. Told them, yo, we about to protect y'all with this blood. And then they go down there and they basically did the seance. Call all the ghosts up,
1: man. Yeah, there was one scene where um, she went downstairs and it was uh, the little cellar thing was jumping up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tick came in there and tried to help her with the baseball bat. Yep. Um. But uh, she came in here and tried to sage this shit out there. Uh, this was a, oh, she also did some research. Uh, she got her stuff back and she said the guy at the realtor office was kind of dodgy yeah. with the information yeah, about, about the house. Why he did, yeah. why he offered the house up or whatever. I didn't think that made. I didn't think that was important till until, the end. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. so. They have this this spirit channeling moment with the um with the medium. Um and this is again phenomenal acting by Johnny Smollett in this scene, man. Uh they conjure up all these spirits including not only the eight people who died but also the doctor. Yeah. Uh Hiram Epstein. Conjure up all these spirits and uh you notice Letty started grabbing hands with the uh with the black spirit. Like, yeah, they had been there to scare her previously But now in this
1: moment Everybody's on some nigga Get the fuck out of my house Because the white man spirit was trying to get her yeah, Trying to kill her yeah. And she's like, no, I need some help Yeah, so they conjured up the other eight for her protection well, While they're doing that Actually, what ends up happening is While they was down there um, the median had like the, the goat's blood on the forehead. Yeah. The ghost turned on the fucking water and wash the damn blood off the of forehead, forehead. And now they did. had, they didn't have no protection. They're not
0: protected by that blood no more. While all of this is going on downstairs, the three white men who've been harassing her, they break in with a bat. They come up, bust the window out, go in the room or in the house. And they walking around looking for Letty. They clearly can't hear what's happening in the basement. Um, Probably to the ghost chagrin, nigga. All the the spirits is like, nigga, we gonna make yeah, I hit y'all with chagrin, nigga. Um, but all the spirits is like, yo, we gonna get these white folks. So they walking around looking for them. Two of them go one way, the third nigga go his way. The third dude see the elevator.
1: Fam, I'm never splitting up
0: yeah we're i don't split up like i don't
1: give a fuck where no i'm not splitting up camping trip no nigga we all going
0: you piss i piss nigga we ride together we die together bad divorce bad marriage for life nigga um so he go to the elevator hit the damn button it open up he like where the fuck the elevator at it did exactly what it did to letty only this time he ain't pulled back fast enough he got his head cut off the other two they stalking around and the ghost killed them too. Nigga, like, they get... What was it? They got hit with, like, the steam first or some shit. Yeah. Um, blinded them, took their shit. Then it was just spirit killings all over the motherfucker with these three white men. All this is happening upstairs, letting them in the basement, going through the damn exorcism, trying to get these spirits out. Um, She's grabbing ghosts, or grabbing the ghost's hand. Shout out to my cousin. Uh, My cousin was telling me that this scene reminded her of... Um, some apple. What is it? Apollonia? No, 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 uh, the is it apolistic? Apostolic? Apostolic rituals, like basically, like when you're when they're trying to teach you how to speak in tongue. Gotcha. She said, um, in in the apostolic faith, when they're trying to teach you how to speak in tongue, she was like, how you circle around? You grab everybody's hand at this after you've been baptized." Everybody circle around you, grab everybody's hands. And she like, basically, they start telling you, just repeat the words, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And they like, you just repeat it, you repeat it, you repeat it. And you repeat it essentially until you start to get tongue tied. And now you start saying other words after repeating this for a while. But, you know, once you start really getting into the Jesus, Jesus, Jesus repetition, it turns into something Something else. else. But they said they'll stand there. She said they'll stand there and do that with you. For however long it takes Thirty minutes, four hours. We'll do this no. all day. And she was like, this scene felt like started that. going delirious. Yeah. But that's the point. We gonna make you go delirious and tell you it was God. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, this scene kind of took her to that. Like it, it made her it jogged her memory back to when she was practicing a, a different faith and um went through some things. So anyway, Letty's doing all this shit, they finally conjure up Hiram Hiram Epstein. She see that nigga, all the spirits, all the fucking ancestors coming to her damn soul, and she say, that was dope, man. "Get the fuck out of my house, dog! Can't do this no more. You gotta go." And that she nigga acted. Her yeah, she killed that scene, ass, ass off, dog. Her face
1: when all the shit cleared and all the spirits is gone, and it's just her. Her face was amazing when dog. she took that baseball bat to them cars. She was in that role. Yeah, she, like, yeah. I I she small
0: is impressing the fuck out of me, man.
1: She's going to win awards for this performance.
0: Yeah. Um, she should. She should. I'ma say that because she is she's going off. And so should Jonathan Majors and depending on how many episodes he might be on, uh, Courtney B. Vance. Cause as of now, he's still dead. Yeah. So shit is now good again in the house the bad spirit is gone the evil one is gone and the black spirits are not bothering her anymore i think they were only upset because his spirit was still there yeah. um so letty wakes up and and now the house is what it is again and now she's successfully pioneered and made her way into this north side neighborhood without being killed um and and she's integrated into this this home so she's talking to a reporter the reporter come at her and she like, yo, can I ask you a question off the record? Like, you heard about them three white men that are missing? Letty, like, I didn't realize anyone was missing. I ain't heard none of it. Yeah, real life. Yeah, I don't know. none. While they was missing, I was involved in an exorcism. So I don't know what was happening. It was crazy when they went back and looked at it. It's a whole bunch of bodies back it's, there. Nigga, it was an underground railroad under that house. Was it? Fem, when they showed them bodies, so you see the three, fr- so Letty and the reporter got off the elevator, and then the elevator door closed, and it went all the way down to the basement, basement, below the basement, and then when they opened up the doors, you see the three bodies of the white man, because they the most recent kills. You got the skeletons. Yeah, the and the camera pan, that shit looked like a damn railroad, bro. Like, it was skeletons going all the way up through that motherfucking dog, and then we see Tick tick kind of walking around the neighborhood he trying he got the address of the realist who sold Lady this house and he go over there and while he there he see christina braithwaite they brought it back christina braithwaite goes up in dog's uh crib his name was like jj johnson or some shit nigga jj james nigga some shit and he in there and christina braithwaite goes into his office and then tick walks in like the fuck is going on nigga And Christina, while he was walking in, Christina said to the realtor, did you get the money that was wired to you? What we find out is that she set all this up. Journey thought the money was coming from her mom. From her mom's will. And she thought her mom left all this
1: money to her. And like, mom don't got no money.
0: Yeah, mom never had no money. But she thought her mom left all this money to her. But in fact, Christina Braithwaite sent this money to JJ, who got it to Journey to uh letty and then jj became the realtor that sold letty this house on the north side so tick goes in there and christina braithwaite was like yo jj i think you should uh probably pack up and get out of here for a minute nigga jj was like cool i see what's going on he didn't figure your shit out i'm out of here tick walk in that bitch and he like what the fuck so it was you
1: Nigga walks in and ups the blicky.
0: <laughs> he had to up it on her because she like, she was like, you still don't get it, huh? She like, nigga. use a slave. I own you. I like. So it was kind of wild. I thought she was dead, though. So he upped the blicky on her and he couldn't pull a trigger because now she got a spell on him again. He can't move. And she told that nigga, yo tick you gotta be smarter than this she was like call me when you want to learn more about our family's history because she told him a few things she said um she was like how did you figure out it was me he was like look when i was walking around that house i saw horatio winthrop same horatio winthrop signature i saw in the house i saw scribed in the braithwaite mansion before it burned down and she was like do you know who horatio winthrop is he's like no she like he the other founder of the sons of adam um he basically broke off trying to do his own thing and he stole from the Book of Names. He took some pages. The Book of Names is the Sons of Adam's Bible.
1: What's so funny when uh, Fitz was talking. Fitz is basically like, yo, niggas, who swear they be witches and shit, niggas know one spell. Yeah. That they learned and took them forever. Even yeah. when you make a spell... Oh, now you didn't. Ma- well, they say, yo, we only got one page of spells. Yeah. So all the spells that people know that can we can do is off, you know, just a couple pages. And yeah. When you're really sweet and you can make your own spell, you only can make one.
0: And that's So what was they calling the language of Adam and something like that? Yeah. They, that's what, basically, that's what Titus died trying to learn, and that's what Fitz died trying to learn. Because he
1: he And he feels that if I can learn all this and yeah. I'll make myself immortal, I'll feel no pain, yeah. I can
0: be like boom, boom, boom. And so Horatio Winthrop stole pages so he could also go off and learn his own shit. And then um, Hiram Epstein was a follower of Horatio Winthrop. So that's where the Winthrop house came from and all that. So she told the nigga Tick, like, yo, when you want to learn more about our family history, give me a call. And then she hit that nigga with a bar. Said, nigga, you also got to be smarter than this. Can't go around killing white women. And it was in that moment that I was like, damn, even in a magical sense, you niggas are mythical. Nigga, I got this magical white skin. Fam, me out here in the world, fuck the Braithwites and the the Sons of Adam and all that magic shit we do. Out here in the world, the natural world, I'm a
1: white woman you can't kill me that's nigga. the most magical thing about you me. can't harm me dog or the most evil uh, spookiest thing about facts the, the magic is being black baby you nigga. feel me? You that,
0: me that white woman got Emmett Till killed nigga like but when she told him that I really was like damn nigga even with all the you're literally blood. she not even blood listen you're a direct descendant of Titus Braithwaite and you can't do nothing to her bro fucking houses he haunted and Whitey's on the move. <laughs> Nigga. So let's talk about it man. Um, What do you think happens it's kind of hard knowing that it's an anthology and it won't necessarily follow a theme but like what do you think I guess is sort of predictions. Well man. it's an anthology but there is one overarching thing. Yeah the Braithwaite, Sons of Adam yeah. that's going to exist Next week, through all the horrors. Uh,
1: old girl gonna find out what happened with her husband.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Hippolyta is looking deep into what happens um, next week is episode four. They said five is going to focus on Letty's sister um, and something happening to her or whatever. So uh, we're going to get something different every week. But again, knowing that it's exploring African-American horrors every week, I'm excited to see where they take the show and, and what they want to do with it. Um,
1: Last thoughts on this shit. I fucking love it, dog. man. They weave in and out of real life. Real history, um, science fiction, um, messaging. It was one thing he said to his, his uh, unk said to him, was like, yo, never let him. Damn. I was supposed to write this shit down. He was like, yo, never let them think that they got you. He said something. It was episode two. I was like, yo.
0: Let me just tell the audience now, for everybody who made it to this point, nigga. Moving forward, we'll have our notes and shit, man. Trying to cover three episodes. That's a lot. It's a lot of information. If you've watched the show so far, we can't cover everything the way that we normally would, man. But going back uh, to our week-to-week formats, we're going to be able to talk about this shit a little more smoothly and just break it down in a little more detail. But um, I fucking love this show, dog. I really love it. I'm glad that we have something cerebral, something that taps into your right brain a little bit, something that really makes you think, what the fuck is happening on my TV right now? Because, nigga.
1: Yeah, so, like... Next week I'm gonna be playing close attention to everything that happens as far as a story. Then like the hidden messages that yeah, they got. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend up. We're getting our bag, man. Because
0: now we kind of know there are things to look out for that might not be that obvious. Like yeah. it took me my second watch was when I caught the Emmett Till Um when they called him Bobo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I start seeing that meme going around that confirmed it. Then I saw, like, I think somebody asked Misha Green straight up, like, was that uh, an Emmett Till reference? She was like, absolutely. nigga Like, we ain't shying away from that. So those are the type of it almost feels cheap to even call them Easter eggs at this point because they drop in like real gems, dog, like and they doing it in a masterful way. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very refreshing piece of TV right now. If you like me and Jay. And you do this shit where you looking out for those types of Easter eggs and gems and, and little nuances and nuggets that you're not getting from the shy. You didn't get from a power like all that sort of like suspense that was missing and that just make you think pieces that were missing from all the shows we've reviewed recently. Man is glad to have that shit back and just be able to get in our bag, <laughs> man acting the acting's phenomenal salute to the whole cast right now because even hippolyta dog like the auntie one i know that the actress daughter. the daughter d killing it um she looked like she reminded me of uh the sister from fireheart beats that was singing a song with robert townsend i don't know why she just gave me them vibes maybe because of the era they in um all the actors are killing it dog even the racist white people like everybody's killing this shit dude I'm very excited to see where the
1: show goes. HBO got a different budget than uh, Showtime.
0: And nigga, HBO got a different budget than anybody. And what we know about HBO Sunday night, it's never been again. Even the shows that got canceled were great, nigga. Oh, speaking of HBO, last thing, man. If y'all have not seen it already, if you got HBO Max, please go and support my cousin um, and go and watch. Hold up. Let me get the exact name of it because I don't want to fuck it up. Cause I was about to call it Lovecraft Country. My cousin did not create Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Class Action Park. Um, Class Action Park. It's available on HBO Max right now. It's a documentary about a water park in New Jersey. It's fucking phenomenal. And right now, just to salute my goddamn cousin Chris, what up? I love you. It's the number one uh, program on HBO Max. Since its debut, mm. August 27th. Mm. And it's currently the third most popular program across all of HBO Max among new subscriber new subscribers. And it, oh, pardon me. It's number one among new subscribers, number three among all subscribers, behind Lovecraft and Last Week Tonight. So go out there, watch Class Action I'm Park. Check it out. Support my family. It's a great documentary. I think he's sitting at like a 89% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, so it's love man everybody who rocking with it is loving it he got a great fucking review from rogerdebert.com salute to them uh we'll, we'll,
1: we'll see what yeah what, what the, yeah no nah, we the, it's, this it's, some, culture review
0: it's it's something to talk about man the subject matter even when you read up on it it's like oh this was happening in jersey and just nobody was talking about it on a national scale man so go check that out class action park if y'all got to this point of the episode and you have not watched Lovecraft Country episode three. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening. But goddamn it, get into it because we right back with the weeklies coming up. Episode four. In the meantime, I'm Ant. That's Jay Johnson. This week in culture, episode one sixteen. Yeah, we out.